track My best friend's in a gun rack I'm a low life I owe everybody money I think racist jokes are funny I'm a low life I got a dirty mind A gutter mouth I'm making time I'm going out with your wife Cause I'm a low Welcome to your motherfucking Friday Lowlifes. We got a garage tour episode. We're back. Nobody knows what you just said. He said garage for anybody else that's not from Connecticut. <laughs> you gotta spell it out for him. <laughs> so, we are here in the garage of El Dano, a.k.a. No Luck no Works. Exactly. <laughs> I'm used to having more time in between talking. Usually there's a delay from Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. We're back in person. Uh, Dan, welcome to the show, dude. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. Thank you for having us. We're sitting here in the garage slash paint shop. We've got a sporty, freshly painted, sitting on the lift in front of us. And then another. We've got a soft tail outside. We've got an iron head outside. This place is packed with gills. Yep. Two-stroke on the side of the house, 1972 Honda in the shed. Damn. Yeah. I dig it, man. I'm broke. <laughs> that is how it goes. That is how it tends to go. Now, do you do all the painting right in here, too? I do, yep. Right back here in the paint booth. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see the booth yet. All right. Before we jump into this and a whole bunch of other good shit, let's make sure we kick this thing off the way we always do with those motherfucking sponsors. See, I'm paying attention. That's it. He's got it. First up. We got ChopCult.com, the motherfucking chopper hub. Swing on over there, make yourself an account, create a build thread so you can remember all the things you fucked up on your latest build. <laughs> Scroll through the Brolodex to see who's riding around in your area, and check out the blog that they got updated over there. But don't get it fucking twisted. ChopCult is more than just a blog. It's a whole forum website made for you guys to find other chopper builders. Next up, we got Chicken Fry Choppers, the man behind ChopShit.com. Next parts you need, make sure you scoop them over there. He's got a hand-picked selection of quality parts from all the homies that you've heard on the show and some of the best builders from across the world. So, next parts you need, get them from ChopShit.com. And make sure you're following Rick, which you probably already are. He's got like a million followers. Absolutely ridiculous. Chicken Fry Choppers. <laughs> On Instagram, give the man a follow. Next up, we got Paco. 52 years in the game. All the Harley parts you need. They got frames, front ends, handlebars, headlights, taillights, exhaust, and transmission components. Fucking favorite. Make sure you scoop all of that good shit from Paco.com. Next up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Check me. Almost <laughs> everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. I get a bunch of shit from them. And most recent product spotlight brought to my attention by Luke Matson is that they sell a full builder's fab kit, which has like all different types of bungs, top hat bungs, sissy bar bungs that are like the, the blind ones that are just solid on the other side. Basically everything you're going to use for your builds and for helping other people out. If you're a fabricator and you take inside work, this is a great fucking pack to have on hand. So, lowbrowcustoms.com. Also find them on YouTube and Instagram. 
Up next, we got the homie Wes making the dopest motherfucking helmets in the game. Um, for the same price as your stock fucking helmet, you can pick the shell color, the trim package, the interior package, all for the same price. I said that, didn't I? I don't think so. Nah, it's rewind. Uh, <laughs> get over to Custom, Custom Destruction on Instagram and get the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. Bam! Yes. And then last but not least, we got Keebler Customs and Lucky Horseshoe Customs out of Denver, Colorado. Doing some fantastic fabrication work, commercial fab, automotive, motorcycle, CNC plasma cutting, and 3D printing. These guys can hook it the fuck up. Find them at Horseshoe Customs LLC on Instagram and Keebler Customs on Instagram. And this month's giveaway sponsor. This is perfect. You want to do your own fucking <laughs> I painted something. So we got a custom painted panel from Eldano himself in collaboration with Lot. What do we do? It's a pinstripe chop shop or unicorn ranch? I mean, you can do whatever. I mean, you should probably do it, right? You're sitting right here. <laughs> Pinstriping I mean, as we speak. We're both here. Yeah. <laughs> You can speak to it better than I can speak to it. You can tell we've collaborated on this really well. Yeah, he's pinstriping so, right now, by the way, for the people that are wondering what the distraction is. He's laying down some, some stripers for Dan. Um, on an ammo can. It's yeah. a it's a flaked out ammo can. Yes, sir. Silver flake. So the giveaway is... <laughs> um, so Dan painted up some... A dope-ass fucking panel. Um, one side of it has... Lace? The other side? What is the other side called? It's marbleizer. Oh, okay. I always yeah. call it, like, wrinkled something. That's that's the look. So that's I've done this before yeah. with, like, uh, I paint and then put a trash bag on the wet paint. That's essentially, and then peel what, it up. That's essentially what it is. Okay. I use, uh, I use uh, cellophane? Constructor's plastic. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, see? Know. All right. I kind of know what I'm yeah. talking about. Um, yeah, so we painted up a dope panel. I already put the picture up on the podcast last week. Um, I am actually in the middle. Well, not right the second. I'm pinstriping something else. But I'm in the middle of pinstriping that. And uh, that'll be the giveaway for this month. I promise you are not going to want to miss out on this motherfucking giveaway. And the way you get involved is you go to patreon.com slash Podcast, click on giveaway level supporter, and in the name field, enter your Instagram handle so that we can make sure that you fulfill the one condition to win, which Two. is that you are following No Luck Paintworks, and Unicorn Ranch or yep. like that? Okay. <laughs> Unicorn Ranch. <laughs> you can so tell my we pinst- do the fucking show live, guys. My pinstriping is technically Loctite's pinstriping. Oh, God. Which which one is that? Loctite's Shop Shop. Okay. So it's, that's so which- technically that, but I use, I have everybody follow Unicorn Ranch because that's the business page for the vinyl shit that's for my wife. So I'm trying to build that. With so for my this name, month, you know just follow Unicorn Ranch. Follow Unicorn, Unicorn Ranch, Ranch but also follow Like Dice Shop Shop while you're there. They already are. <laughs> <laughs> just flex real quick. Yeah, flex on them. I love it. Beautiful. I think we made it through the sponsors there. I just want to say, I didn't know you guys did that off the cuff without like a piece of paper in front of Every you. Every week. Vastly yeah. impressive. <laughs> That's why it always sounds... Terrible. No, you guys rattling that off is very impressive. I really thought you had like a like a script three, or something. Three years, man. Three years is doing the same. So also, I want to put it out there real quick. Um, 
Make sure you watch out. Me and Dan have talked about doing uh, some other things. The next thing we're going to do is going to be fire. Fire. Yeah. You should pinch track this laptop. That's what you I should will, do. I'll, I'll do arrows so you know which way to go with the keyboard and shit. Yeah, do it right on the trackpad. Yeah. <laughs> and the screen, dude. I'll do the screen. Perfect. No, I love it. All right, next up, we're rolling into those motherfucking shout-outs. Loctite, I know you said you had a shout-out this week. Yeah, so after talking to John today, John Rapetto from uh, Easy Company, if you're not fucking uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you go do that because it's fucking hilarious. It's better than any TV show you watch, I promise. Um, so go subscribe to that. But John is looking for a... Legitimate Jesse James West Coast Chopper frame and anything that came with it. Um, I know somebody 100% has it. Cause I remember somebody. I remember having this conversation with somebody. Um, so if that was you, hit up John at the Easy, uh, Co. The Easy Company, right? Or was it Easy Co? It's the Easy Co. Co. Okay, the Easy Co on Instagram. If you can't find it because you're fucking retarded, just hit me up. It's E A Z Y. I'm sure you guys are already following it, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's looking for an original Jesse James West Coast Chopper frame. Um, yeah, so hit him the fuck up. Dan, are you got any shout outs this week? Uh, While you're thinking it over. Yeah, I was going to say, give me a second. Let me think about that. I wasn't prepared for this. This week, shout out to Chase Breeding. I got the tank for his Dyna sent over his way with a custom tunnel in the bottom. Is this the dude that I'm at? Is this the dude in North Carolina? No, it's Davy Sprocket. Oh. I think no. so. Huh. I don't think he was I don't think he was there. Chase Who's if, the guy that I met that you that you brought the tank to North Carolina? That was uh Rob Pease. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or Peace. I don't know how you pronounce it, but Somerville's Disaster. Shout out to Somerville's Disaster as well. He's building an Ironhead shop, and he just slapped the tank on that bad boy, which is exciting to see. Uh, but the tank is on its way to Chase. Super stoked to see that one because that's going on a Dyna with a square backbone, and I've never seen a, a mini chopper tank on a Dyna. So I can't wait to see it. Make sure you're following Chase Breeding on Instagram to keep tabs on this build as it comes along. Chase Breeding. Chase Breeding. What are you breeding, bro? Breeding like goats or something. For the longest time, he, I thought that I saw like breeding, and then I was like, "Oh, is his photo on his Instagram is a dog?" But it's not a dog; it's something else. It's like a black and white photo that, for the longest time, I just like, "Well, this is a dog. This is it's a pretty good looking dog this guy's got." And I looked at it closer the other day, and I'm like, "I think I spent a year thinking that this was a picture of a dog, and it's not even that." So I'm fucking it up. But yeah, I can't wait to see the build. And shout out to him. Also, shout out to Rhino Dick, who's crushing it with the vapor honing. Yeah, he is. Uh, got to <laughs> kick it with him for a little bit, and he had done some cylinders that were like the cleanest fucking cylinders. Actually, he told me he just went up to his house. He's like, first of all, this dude has more roosters than anybody I've ever seen in my life. Second of all, his property is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's phenomenal. And third, he has the cleanest, nicest garage I've ever been in. Oh, yeah. It's like painted, everything, like all the, is it really? all the shit on the walls. So good on, good on him for fucking keeping a nice, neat garage. I feel like when you're in that business, you kind of have to. Like when you're dealing with small shit, you can't be having a shitty garage. You know what I mean? He's a 100%. fucking wizard, man. He's a wizard. And he's also he the best fucking person. Speaking of which, yeah, I'll throw a shout out. 
I know I already put it on Instagram. Shout out to that motherfucker, Rhino Dick. That man, literally, out of nowhere, seen my Instagram post jokingly asking for people to help me with my yard, right? He texts me as I'm picking up a renting a tiller from Home Depot. Yeah. Texts me a picture of his old school tiller he inherited and goes, Hey man, I'm loading this bad Larry up, I'll be there in an hour. Came down here on his own free time on a weekend and helped me till my freaking backyard. Wow. That's true blue homes. For real. That he is Jesus in my eyes. Better than. That I is love a, that man. That's a quality dude right there. For sure. Yep, and he does the coolest shit. He does that you can possibly imagine. Awesome work. He just so he just got that cabinet all wired up, and he said he, he did the first like test batch. Yep. So I'm stoked. That yeah, thing sure. is. Hey, that one you got from you. Massive. Dude, that thing looks fucking huge. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. We were loading it up, and like the ratchet straps weren't even long enough to go over it. <sighs> we had to go like on the bottom, and then use two and link it over the top. It's I asked like, him about it that when I seen that picture. I'm like, so how big is that? He's like. I could hyper... What is that? I mean, what is it called? Water honing? Vapor honing. Vapor honing. Yep. He's like, I could vapor hone an entire frame. Easily. I'm like, Easily. god damn, dude. <laughs> dude, that thing sat in our, our shop at work for like an eternity. That's so dope that you thought of him too, to grab that. That's sick. Yeah, I sent him a picture of it one day. I got I walked past it so many times and I'm like, why haven't I sent a picture of this to him yet? And they wanted like 1200 bucks for it. And we got it for literally pennies. It was fantastic. And I was like, this is this is the best deal in the history of trade deals. <laughs> Ask anyone. Agree. Yeah, everyone says we got a great price. China. But we really did. It's from China. <laughs> uh, and he's the best guy I could have gone to. Because that thing was just like begging for a better home. I want him to, I need him to come to my house because he needs to see my baby rooster. It's so funny, dude. You don't have Facebook, so you didn't get to see it, Grease, but... I have... We don't have cell phones or anything. I have what, fine. like, didn't mean to be a rooster. It was supposed to be a hen. Yeah. And, nope, it's a cock. And he's just now starting to crow. Oh, fun. Dude, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> if you've never seen a baby rooster learn how to crow for the first time, it's fucking hilarious. So Shit. I know this is... Oh, this cock talk getting my turbidity yeah. flowing. <laughs> the, the turbidity! <laughs> <laughs> yes! I forgot about that. <laughs> Come to think of it, that might have been the last time we did an in-person one. It was when the he was at one. the Garage Mahal there. And I was shit-faced sitting on this couch, tuning in live. Yeah, you were doing, writing in. Doing a paint job at the same time. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so shout-out to Rhino. Uh, what else we got this week? You guys get any other shout-outs? I would shout-out Fat Man, Emma, Astro Man, the QC crew, everyone that helped me a couple weeks ago get the motor and the gypsy witch for sure I appreciate that and if they weren't for Astro Man Emma and Fat Man I would have fucked that all up all that paint if Fat Man wasn't here going no 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 don't do it that way then uh, yeah that, that paint would have to get redone for sure so thanks guys makes a big difference for sure for sure I think that's all I got this week yeah I don't have anything else Perfect. I just had that one shout out. I mean, there's probably more, but right now I'm in the other zone. Yeah. So in the fucking zone, guys. If I talk to you, fuck suck dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. So good a time as any to jump into this again. Thanks for making the time and hosting us here tonight. Of course. Good to fucking be back live in a place and cool fucking place to do it too. Thank so, you. 
let's kind of let's just start it off with how did you get into well you can tell us whether it makes sense to start with how you got into bikes or start with how you got into paint let's talk about everything I'm going to do both, but which one is chronologically makes more sense? Chronologically, it was bikes. Um, okay, so let's start there. Yeah, so um, I never really had uh, much of an outlet for this stuff. I probably got into, you know, the bikes and everything else, dirt bikes, whatever else. I was, shit, I was probably 22, 23. Mm-hmm. Came back from my first deployment, and uh, I ended up, any of you guys from New Hampshire probably know these guys, the Turks, Ryan Turk, Justin Turk, Evan Turk. Um, I had met them via a friend. I ended up being the guy on their couch. And those of you who don't know, Ryan Turk's a professional drifter. And those guys are just wizards with anything with a motor, period, especially two wheels. So they were kind of my outlet. They kind of guided me. I bought a, it was 2014, I bought a 1980 Honda CM400T off some sketchy motherfucker in Nashua. He told me it ran fine. I got it back to the house, and he had literally loaded that gas tank and that carburetor with sea foam. Oh, so uh, I went out to teach myself or have these guys teach me how to ride a bike. And these guys took me aside. They helped me take the carbs off and rebuild them, get the kits, brought me to Nults and everything else, told mm-hmm. me what to ask for, all the jets and all that, which was Mandarin to me at the time. Right. <clears throat> Truthfully, you know, to an extent still is. But they uh, they helped me get that thing running. I, I ran it for a little while. I ended up selling it anyways. <clears throat> and I bought the Gypsy Witch. So when I bought the Harley, um, it actually came with like a, you know, it's not dated, but 1970s, 1980s, like a split tank. It actually had the big old freaking dash on it. And just based you on which Harley? This Harley right here, the, the what is now the Gypsy Witch. And I bought oh, gotcha. Yep. Yep. 1988 Sportster Standard. Came with the split, huh? Came with the split tank. Somebody had the sport glide going. It, it looked ridiculous, right? So had that. It had the tank bibs on it and the freaking rivets. And really? Like Back horrible flames. Oh, it was, yeah, it was total, like, dad bike sportster. You know yeah. what I mean? All the, you know, every, everything that you could put on it was skulls. The freaking grips had skulls. The... Valve stem covers were skull. Yeah, yeah, wicked tough guy bike, right? That's <laughs> so, so I bought that thing, and that was actually running when I bought it still. I got it off some guy in uh, Schenectady, New York. Schenectady, I haven't been out so long. Yeah. So I bought it off him and uh, brought it back and started tinkering with that. And Ever since then, ever since I bought the Sportster, I mean the Honda obviously was probably the catalyst, but ever since I bought the, the Sportster, the Harley, it's kind of just kept going from there. Um you know, those guys, my core group of friends at the time, they weren't really into choppers so much. You know, they recognized them or whatever. But I was always the one that, you know, found them on Instagram and, mm-hmm. you know, knucklehead, all that stuff. That was that was my shit back then. That's all I looked up. That's all I researched or whatever. Obviously, couldn't afford one. They're pricey. Oh, big time. So, I mean, pricier now than they were then, but even still. Um, so that kind of gave me the chopper bug. But as far as bikes in general, that's more or less how I got into it um this is the third iteration of the what I'm calling the gypsy witch now you know and before this is the first time I've actually disassembled the bike brought it down to bare frame and take the motor out rebuilt the top end blah 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 oh I didn't even realize you've been in the motor on yeah too. yeah so I've been it, in the motor giving you problems or you just decided no just it was a 30 plus year old motor and I wanted to try my hand at it so Yet to be determined whether yep. or not I completely fucked that motor up. So what know? did you do with it? You you put new 
pistons in it, or did you just, go bigger on the cylinders? Nope, didn't do any of that. Just basically took it apart. Just wanted to check everything out. Um, I'm a mechanic now by trade, so I just kind of wanted to see it. Hadn't really seen it, and uh, just full-blown uh, gasket, everything else. It just read all the gaskets, all the O-rings, everything else. So all the stock stuff went back in? Yeah, so yeah, all the stock stuff. Yeah, it's still in N83. It's still four-banger, all that other stuff. I didn't make anything bigger. I'm not trying to make it faster. Um, not really interested in any of, any of that with this particular bike. Just kind of wanted to see it. I, I had it all apart. Four speed. Yep, four speed. Yep. It's uh, yeah, it'll shake the fillings out of your head the way God intended. Absolutely, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so no, it was more it was more inquisitive nature, um, you know, mechanically that I wanted to just take a, a bike motor apart and have this one sitting right here, and you know, at the time, what was that? What was that like? Uh, it was a little daunting, truthfully, when I started tearing it all apart. You know, we got the manuals and everything else, like we were talking about earlier. I had the the Hanes and then you know the climber after. You know, yep. and as you and the Fat hand, Man, yeah. you and Fat Man have uh, illustrated to me in the last couple of weeks. We, I, when I, I first walked in here, I shit on the climber manual, but I have had people <laughs> write in, and that's only because I had a bad experience with my climber manual. But I've had people write in to say that the climber manuals are not as bad as I make them out to be. So I think, uh, I mean, you took the motor part, put it back together. It had to have shown you something. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily rely on it entirely. Um, I, I build trucks for a living, so, you know, to a certain extent, obviously torque specs and whatever went to the book. Yep. But, uh, you know, as far as generally just taking it apart and putting it back together, you know. And Were I had, you nervous going into it? Uh, yeah. You know, I was definitely nervous, but it was more like a, um, I hate to admit this, I guess, but it was more like, hey, if I fuck it up, yeah, it's a sports motor. Uh, realistically, oh, you, just Say, my, you just hurt myself. Yeah, I was gonna no, say, I, I know, I know, I know. That's yeah, it sucks. But, but I mean, I'm a big twin guy. I don't care. Now where I'm at, where <laughs> I'm oh, at. Now that he's got the big. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you got the big twin too. Yeah, doesn't he want the XS anymore because of the big twin? That's it. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Put it to shame. So well, yeah, I mean, now where I'm at, you know, if if I go to fire this thing up the first time and I got something wrong with it, yeah, I'll take it back apart. You know, I'll do, do it. I'll do it. to be able to get into everything. Um, I don't know how... Uh, realistically, the only thing that I couldn't take home from work was uh, a ring compressor, realistically. And even, I fucked that up, too. Maddie can... Uh, Chopper Fisher, shout out again, can uh, can tell you all about that. He actually helped me put the whole... The, as far as the cylinders and everything, compressing the rings or whatever, putting that back together. Um, I know I did, but I'm pretty sure he did as well. We lost a fair amount of skin doing that. Shit. Getting that thing in there. I got the, you know, fucking $7 O'Reilly's, yep. you know, that's made for, you know, putting a whatever, a, a car motor back together, right? Yep. <clears throat> so, didn't work uh, as it yeah, planned. Yeah, sure that the, the, these pistons are smaller than what the kit is made for. They're smaller and there's not quite as much clearance overhead as far as getting the cylinders in and everything. There was like, you know, set it all up to get enough compression that it would actually compress the rings, but... It was so thick that I actually had to take the Dremel out and shave a little metal off the, the width of it. you got to do work on the tool. On the tool. To yeah, out. right, exactly. So, you know, hack job express. But, uh, hey, it's uh, it's all in one piece now, yet to be determined, like I said, whether or not I fucked it up. But, um, yeah, but other than that, um, you know, Top I... Top end, right? You didn't have to split the case? No, nope, definitely like no. That. Nope, didn't split the case. I wasn't, I was not brave enough for that, um... It's not broke. Don't exactly. It, right? No, and that and the thing ran <clears throat> perfectly under its own power. It was a hundred percent. Like I said, it was just 
checking it out. Yeah, I just wanted to see what it was like, you know, see what it looked like. Um, you know, 30 years, the the five years or so I had it prior, I, you know, I rode it pretty hard. I kind of sure. took the bag out of it, you know. How'd the pistons look? The, clean as a whistle, man. That thing looked. Those, those Evo motors, man. I'm convinced. I'm convinced it was rebuilt before I bought it. It was just, it was that clean, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm by no means a... Uh, Harley pistons in there? Yep. Yeah. It, it looked like all stock stuff. It just looked like it had been taken freshened apart down. and freshened up, cleaned out, you know, more or less what I did, but probably with a little more care and experience. Um, it, it was just, yeah, it was baffling. Everything looked beautiful. You know, clutch basket looks great, you know, yep. whatever else. Everything else looked great. So, so one question is, because we've had some people write in to ask about this, what kind of torque wrench did you use for it? And, and what was your... Did you like it? Do you recommend the torque wrench you use? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two uh, Duggas. Yeah, snap-on half-inch impact. Um, no, so... Uh, where the hell is it? What is snap-on doing making impacts when Milwaukee's in the game? Well, not for nothing. Stupidly, I owned a $1,600 torque wrench, so... But the one that I used... He's grabbing it right now. I'm waiting for him to come back to the mic here. Tecton. 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 So, shout I out. Have, I have the same one, yeah. Shout out to the homie Kevin. He brought it over. I've been using that as far as the smaller stuff. Anything that needed a little more accurate torque, you know, um, as far as putting the motor together, I used my Snap-on. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Is the Snap-on a half-inch? It's half-inch drive, yep. I have the Tecton half-inch. That one's half-inch as well, yeah. And I'll say that the Tecton half-inch does not do sub even though it says it goes to 10, it doesn't. No. It has some fasteners that are 16 foot-pounds on the, the case. I started started moving, and I'm like, there's no way that this is under 16. I'm pushing this thing pretty far. Yeah. And I'm like, it doesn't. So don't trust it for that. I don't know. Heavier stuff, yeah. I don't know how m- I don't know how much those things are. Um, the Tecton ones? The yeah. Tecton ones. The Tecton, Tecton ones are like 40 bucks. Yeah, so... Uh... I don't know. I guess <laughs> I got I got a, a hot tip from uh, Caleb Denton. Yep. That CDI is who makes the ones for Snap-on. Okay. Um, with lower grade chrome. So like you like think of your Snap-on as like your show chrome finish, and then sure. your more industrial chrome is what CDI uses. My yep. neighbor next door, who has probably like 15k worth of Snap-on stuff, yep. said the same thing. He's like, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a nice torque wrench, just get the CDI one. And I shoot, I don't have time to dig it up right now. But if anybody's interested in a, in a torque wrench, Caleb Denton sent me a link that's got like the where you can look it up by tool, like the Snap-on version, and get and then like uh, who's the off-brand version of that. Okay. Um, CDI makes great stuff and they're only like 110 bucks no kidding I was like about to give my check down to somebody else and be like maybe I'll fucking yeah buy that eventually but yeah no I'm I'm truthfully I'm a slut for Snap-on um, Snap-on Blue Point whatever yep um, just kind of how I was I guess I well know, you I do it for a living suit. yeah I just, so. just followed suit you know as far as I've been told as far as I see they're stamped or whatever a lot of it's still to this day, made in the states. I know it's not. Well, I've not. I don't have any Snap-on <laughs> stuff that's not USA made. If they if they are doing yeah. stuff elsewhere, I haven't seen it. Yeah, the, a lot of their newer stuff you'll see is made in the USA with globally sourced parts. You yeah, know, Mac. But you know what? Mac does that. The only one, as far as I'm aware, and 
you know, other tool heads out there will probably crucify me for this. But the only one that I've seen so far that's still 100% all of it handmade or, you know, made in the States is S&K. And as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I don't have an S&K tool truck that comes by the shop. Yeah. Or I would have 30 grand on the huge, SK truck. There's a huge, uh, something to be said for the fact that Snap-on's there to warranty the stuff. Because oh, that's, that's sure. a big component of it. So is yep. the Harbor Freight. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, if you want your shit from, made out of Chineseium from Malaysia. Yeah, I had you know, some, whatever. so all the Blue Point stuff is Taiwan, so far as I understand. Oh yeah, for sure. But, yep. um, but the Snap-on stuff on eBay, I've got so much great shit from eBay. Yep, for sure. I ended up buying it at the recommendation of, uh, Kevin Barton's wrench. Mm. He was telling me. I was asking him, like, what are the the one tool that you would recommend going snap on for? And he was the one that said Allen wrenches. He's like, get your Allen sockets. Yeah. Your like bit Allen bit whatever you call that yep. thing, bit drivers. Yep. Um, go snap on for that. And then similar to you, then I like fell into the fucking rabbit hole, and I'm like, I'm a snap on man now. Yeah. <laughs> I need all snap on everything. Yep, for sure. Um, I don't go the power tool route though. That's like kind of where I draw the line. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm loosey goosey with that. I've got Dewalt, I've got Mac, I've got Milwaukee, I've got whatever as far as the power tools. I'm yeah. not. I think I'm not that has great power tools. They're oh for sure. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not that specific with the power tool shit, especially because I mean, most of the shit I do is air tools and. Is it still snap-on. air tools in the shop? Yeah, Tell I people what you do. I don't even I don't think we mentioned that. So I'm the foreman at an aerial lift shop. So we sketchy. Yeah, fucking sketchy. That's why I like it. No, so we uh, <laughs> we build and service and rent and technically sell. We are in some way a dealership. Um, aerial lifts, cranes, bucket trucks, all that stuff. So uh, anything from like a genie or a nifty lift up to. Um, realistically, uh, ladder trucks for fire departments. Realistically, Shit. Any, anything in between. If it's got hydraulic or electrical systems, that will put you up in the air higher than the bed of your truck. Tow trucks. Tow trucks. Yep. <laughs> when, when, when homies call. Yeah. Yep. JLGs. Yeah. All that stuff. Yep. So, for the most part, if it's, uh, if it's anything hydraulic, more more than likely, if it's anything more hydraulic, we can figure it out. Gotcha. So, so they're all still air tool there. I thought. Not all, definitely not all, you know, but, uh, you know, a lot of the shit is, I mean, some of the stuff you're talking, 16, 1700 foot pounds of torque to torque. Yeah, so you're probably dealing with like three quarter drive. Three quarter, one inch drive, torque multiplier, whole nine for for shit like that. Fuck, Um, dude, that's heavy, heavy shit. One inch gun, you know, as far as, you know, get it, cinching it down and all that stuff. Yeah, for stuff like that, I guess you're, you're kind of beyond electronic at that point. Yeah, I, as far as I know, you can't show me something with a battery that can get me anywhere near what I need for lift mounting bolts or anything like that. So, Do those things have it built in where, like, if you need a certain torque, you can dial it in and then just, like, hammer it to that? Nope, you got to put a uh, air regulator in the airline for shit like that. Gotcha. As far as Okay, I'm but aware. you can do that, though, You and then you can dial the air regulator yep. to, like, however much pressure you need. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, if, how does yeah. that work though? Are you dialing the air regulator to the foot pounds? So you, there, there is a website out there. So the, we have two shops. The company I work for is two shops. The one out in Connecticut. He put me onto this website. Truthfully, off the top of my head, it would take me fifteen minutes to find it on my email. But he yeah. put me onto this website. You can actually, you can type in what kind of tool you got. Um, you know, say you're using an Earthquake XT one inch gun, which is what we have. It's yep. our shop tool for a one inch gun. And you want this specific amount of foot pound for torque. Yeah. 
you need X amount of. Uh, Damn! So that yeah, they got all PSI. the conversions. Yep, there. exactly. So they got their conversions. You know, and it's not all encompassing, obviously. Um, there's some random shit out there, but I'm sure when you're dealing <clears> with <throat> foot pounds that high, five to ten is like fucking send it. Realistic, yeah. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say you're you're putting a three quarter of your one inch gun on it, and you're giving it some ugadugas, and then you're hitting, you're making sure that it's at least that tight. Yeah, with your torque wrench and torque multiplier and whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and not for nothing, you know. In the manuals for these things, especially something like that, you know, there is actually plus or minus. It's usually like hundred fifty foot pounds. Yeah, I you was going to say, I'm like, is it that? Yeah, it's not two to three foot pounds, or you know, one to two like you'd see, you know, on your cylinder head bolts. Or something yeah, because you're like that. dealing with like a case bolt that's sixteen is like they'll, <clears throat> they'll give you like twelve to twenty. Yeah, right. And like if you think of like what percentage that is of sixteen. Oh it's yeah, like, it's once you get into high torques, you're talking like oh yeah, a hundred, like you said, a hundred foot pound difference. Yeah, hundred, hundred, hundred fifty foot pounds. Yeah, and, and again, you're talking sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred foot pounds for final torque. And Damn, like dude. you need you need a torque wrench. Like so, I have the the torque wrench I have. Why it's so expensive is the torsion um, torque wrench. It's not the spring. Oh, okay. So you got the uh... <clears throat> so it's the one you can like the old school torque or, uh, torque wrenches, whatever. You have to reset it back down to zero before you throw it in your box. If you drop it, you're screwed. All you have to get it recalibrated the whole nine. The torsion ones, they're not relying on the. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Either way, fucking turbidity as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the, 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 stre- the structural strength or whatever, the spring, right? So it's yeah. torsion. It, don't ask me how it works. I don't know, but... It just works. It just works. So you don't have to reset it or whatever, but it's it's also... It holds its calibration a lot longer. Gotcha. So... Yeah, I'm sure you need it and when you're dealing with shit like that. For sure, yeah. And again... stuff. Yeah, you know, you're, it, what I have... We have a, a shop torque crunch that goes up to like 1,400 foot-pounds or whatever. So again... Put a torque multiplier on that. You can How go up to. How big is this fucking thing? You have to like put the torque on wrench. To push. How do you push down that thing? With uh, an eight foot round stock. Wow. Damn. And another guy usually. Yeah. That's fucking nuts, yeah. dude. On the torque multiplier. Yeah. Yeah. Jam Hang the torque. Like monkey bars. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. You got to put the torque multiplier up against you know the pedestal or whatever. The what is that? You keep saying torque multiplier. Is that like a? It's it's basically what it said. What it would. You know what it's like, like. A big it's, bar a, it's that's so it's multiplier. it's actually th- so it's a it's a gear reduction, right? So it's similar to transmissions, Manchester guns or fireworks. Good luck. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. like what was that? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're still on the west side. The listeners, yeah, the listeners yeah. are coming along for all of it. Yeah, you guys we're, hear those gunshots in the background? We're also right down the street from the Fisher Cat Stadium, so more than likely it's fireworks. But hey, you never know. Yeah. So torque multiplier, yeah, it's literally it's just a gear reduction. So say you got. Um, you know, 500 foot pounds your torque wrench goes up to, right? You put your torque multiplier on. If you have a torque multiplier that's four to one, you get 500 on your torque wrench. You now have 2,000. You multiply it by four, right? If I fuck that math this, up, this, no, no, you, you didn't. But this, so this clips <clears throat> onto the torque wrench. Correct. Yep. It actually it it, it attaches to the wow. one inch drive, three quarter, whatever. That's some. That's a yep. level of uh, engineering. I don't even understand how that's possible. Literally, all it is cool. is think about going from first gear into sixth gear or whatever. It's literally it's a it's just a gear reduction. That's all it yeah. is. And it's big old head splines right into the very cool the end though. of the ratchet, and then you got so it has another bar attached to it. Generally, you have to pry that bar against something else that's solid. You know, yep. a wheel if you're doing you know whatever. Um, you know, leaf spring bolts or uh, you know torsion bar or whatever, 
and then you actually get on the torque wrench itself. So when you get that click at that torque wrench, you're yeah. only set to 500, you're getting 2,000. If it's affordable. Damn. And they make them all. Right, yeah, right, right. They make all variances of... I just think that's so cool. I love hearing about the, the specialty tools that go into each person's industry. We yeah. got a bunch of, like, fancy shit at my job that I that mm-hmm. I love, but, like, you got to figure every job's got that. Like, I'm sure yeah. you guys have shit I've never heard of that you use for tasks that come up in your day-to-day stuff. Oh, yeah. Leak stop. <laughs> the, stop or sto- the stop leak, yeah. When you got to... PTO. Flex seal? Yeah, flex, flex seal. seal. <laughs> Stop <laughs> leak if your PTO is leaking. Yeah. Can I just say, and fuck then, flex tape. Flex tape sucks. You should wear the ball No, I've never, never tried it. It doesn't work it. at all. I hate it. I've never had to... You uh, just don't like it because you own a house. I've never, yeah, I've it never had to... It didn't work at all on the leak. <laughs> had a tiny pinhole leak in a copper pipe, and I went to put some flex tape on it just to hold while I went to Home Depot. Couldn't even stop a pinhole leak piece shit. of shit. I haven't had, had to... Trash. haven't had to seal my screen door boat yet, so... <laughs> to be deterred. Give it time. Yeah. Give it yeah. time. <laughs> Someday. It's holding up. Yeah. Seriously, those fucking infomercials kill me. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so compared to the stuff you're doing at work, luckily no <clears throat> torque multipliers needed. No. On the Harley here. Not, not yet, yeah. And it all comes apart the same way that the... I took an Ironhead top end apart. And it's just like you're, you're, you're kind of taking the, the top ones off. You're popping the Rock lifters the out. Yep. And then you got four bolts at the bottom of the... Yeah, the, uh, cylinders, right? Push rods, yep, exactly, yeah. Take, yep. It's oh, yeah, push rods. Same shit. Push cylinder head bolts, you got your whole valve cover off, and you're looking at bare cylinder at that point. It's just so, that's like, I was talking to my neighbor about this because my neighbor's got a Suzuki Boulevard yep. that's like very difficult to work on, and mm-hmm. everything is a nightmare. Um, you just can't be, if you're like the type of person that likes to mess with your motorcycle, you just cannot be the ease of working on. I won't say the newer ones, because we talked about the battery box on the Softail, yeah. but these Evos are, like, just such a fucking dream. Yeah, for to sure. To get to things. There's very little in the way, especially once <clears throat> we strip them down the way that we tend to. Right. It's just so easy to do what you got to do. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I mean, again, yet to be determined, but I, I didn't really hit any major snags in the, in the process, so, you know, hopefully... Hopefully it fires up and it runs no problem. But so what's the right now? You've got it painted. Yep. Actually, let's not gloss over that. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about the paint job. <laughs> we do this podcast professionally, okay? <laughs> no jokes will be spared. So, paint job. Why don't you walk us through like how did you decide the colors? How did you decide the design? And then. We can kind of segue that into the paint booth and all the setup that you got here. And how you got in the paint. Yeah, well, I mean. Yeah, that's true. We should probably do that, too. Maybe that makes, does it make more sense to talk about how you got into paint? Well, that, that is exactly how I got into Perfect. paint. Let's nothing, do that. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, that is exactly how it happened. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got, I bought that uh, alien tank. It's a lowbrow alien tank. I bought it at the uh, New Tradition show a couple of years ago off Jay Roach. and um, That's a TC Bros Rogue Fender. Yeah, those sound like gunshots. You could sure. hear the percussion on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, same day, same shit. Um, so I, I had all this shit, and it was you know it was the stock black powder coat on the frame or whatever. And I knew I wanted to go with something a little different. I didn't want to. I had the whole thing apart. I didn't want to just like you were talking about earlier, just rattle camp black and put it all back together. Yep. Not that you know I fucking love a black bike, but you know I wanted to do something a little different. 
truthfully, I'm not a purple fan at all, but I had this weird image for whatever reason uh, of witch, something to do with witch, right? Um, yeah, so I was like, how that came. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I don't. I really don't know why. Truthfully, because um, we're near Salem. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, I've only been there once, to be completely honest. But yeah, I don't know. Something about it. I just thought it was kind of a cool concept. Um, you know, and the witches and wizards shit. You know, like you see the old, you know, Chevy Dodge vans or whatever with the like the wizard, yeah, yeah, the, the wizard fucking a witch with her tits bag. out and all. You know what I mean? The mural on the it's side. It's always purple. Yeah, exactly. There's always purple. Something to do with it. So you know, I wanted to keep black in it to some extent, but I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll you know, find a cool purple. So. I found this purple, and originally, I was going to have someone else paint it. So, where I work, we share the building with a company. They do towing, for one, but they also do RVs. They do um, paint, you know, any body work or whatever. But the shop specifically, they have a couple shops. The shop specifically attached to mine, they do mainly paint. So, I call him my, my paint guru now, Brian. He's the foreman at that shop. So, um... You know, I, I was working on this bike, and I was kind of thinking about what I wanted it to look like, and I was going to have Brian paint it, and he was cool with it, and we had a price set out, and I picked out the paint and all this other shit, and I remember I was sitting with Joel, dog food lid, right, so yep. who worked with me, and is over here constantly. Oh, he worked at the... Uh, he works at Q's with me, yeah. Torque Ranch Industries? Yeah, Torque, right, yeah. <laughs> torque, torque Multipliers are us. That's right, yeah, Torque yeah. Multipliers. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so he, he works in the shop with me, and... uh so we were doing some shit. I was, I think I was, the same day I was welding the, the rear fender onto the swing arm, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, we'll get like, into that. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, man, I, I just kind of said something in passing, like, you know, I'd, I'd fucking love to do the paint myself, and he, he's done paint, you know, for a little while, and he does some wicked fucking cool shit with rattle can. That man's a wizard with rattle can specifically, but he does paint too, and he was like, just fucking paint it yourself, you know, and I, I was like, I hadn't really thought about it. So, just so kind of happened, right after that, my wife got COVID. So, oh, shit. I got sent home from work. So, while I was home, you know, I kind of started rolling the idea around. I had the paint. I'd actually bought the paint. I had a quart of that purple paint sitting around. I bought it off a company. And, uh... Mm, yeah. Mysterious. So, yeah. If you want to talk, <laughs> if you want to talk about the paint, I've got a, I've got a fairly decent story about the paint. I'm right. curious. I, I want to stop you because I want to sure, just. Go ahead. I want to ask one thing. So you're talking about ra- the idea of maybe rattle canning it versus doing the paint. You end up buying the paint. I'm assuming you then also made the decision that like when you bought this paint, this is not rattle can paint. Mm. So so there's there's a. I just want to make sure you touch on the transition here of like. Sure. Yep. This yeah. is now a paint gun project versus right. a rattle can project. Yep. The stuff that I bought was 2K urethane paint. Um, from Which is a, what everyone says you should do, and then all the rest of us shit bags get the fucking rattle can stuff and two K clear it. Listen, and think it's the same thing, but it's not. It is what it is. It, it's it. It all comes down to what you have, what you're comfortable with, whatever. I have painted thousands of things. I used to get written up all the time in my previous job for spray painting shit. <laughs> I've literally spray painted entire trash trucks. They're like, can you at least no use bullshit. the gun? Use the paint gun. No, we it's didn't. Not the paint we, this problem. It's the rattle can. Yeah, we didn't even have a paint gun at the time. I've literally spray painted entire trash trucks. Damn. All one color. It, yeah, it took fucking forever. Or rolled it on with a roller like you'd paint your living room. No bullshit. Oh, man. 
So I I have I've done that to a car before. I have <laughs> I spray painted my Honda Civic like fucking everyone else that's ever owned a fucking Honda Civic. But yeah, no, I I have to, yeah. Yeah, well, right. Uh, yeah, exactly. Before you can register it. That's right. <laughs> you At least if you live least. anywhere near Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's to, actually yeah. that's true. Right. So no, no issue. Yeah, people Lawrence. who don't live around here, yeah. are like, what's a Lawrence? Yeah, but you better off not knowing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I have no qualms with rattle can whatsoever. Um, truth be told, some of the pain on that bike is rattle can. It's oh, could have fooled me though. It's, it, it all looks it's, like uh, it, it's and... it's not rust oleum, right? So it's it is still it's activated paint. Um, it's not. Again, it's not what you buy it. I like that word. I'm going to say that to people from now on. Listen, this is activated. Yep, paint. it's got to have <laughs> some sort of an activator, some sort of hardener. Or whatever. What's that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but I it, like to say it. Yep, it just it's, I mean, it's some fancy terms or whatever. I just want to. Is also, that like uh, when you get the like the the trim black from like KEM or whoever that or whatever that company is that makes like the the higher grade of automotive paint? Yeah. Yep. Exa- I mean. Yeah, if it's not Rust Oleum or Krylon or whatever, yeah, yeah uh, yep, for sure. And there if, was a job I worked at. We did like vehicle stuff, and they always used to get that this stuff called Trim Black. And I'm pretty sure it was from KEM, but yeah, okay, it was like uh, you you couldn't just go to your your auto parts store and get it. You had to get it from like a, a paint supplier. Yep, yeah, exactly. So that yeah, that kind of stuff is. I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I know the you know, chemically. Sure. That's fine. Yeah, what, what the differences are, but neither do we. So but yeah, they're, they're yeah exactly. They're higher quality or whatever it is. What it is, they cost more money. I know that for sure. So I have no qualms with that. I also want to preface this before we get into the paint thing that anyone that's listening to this that has done paint for more than six months like me is probably going to fucking hate me. Listen, I'm just going off what I've learned Tune so up, far. <laughs> Seriously, this is just what I've known so far. No, but this is great because honest to God, this is the type of stuff that like. Lockdown, we've talked about this in the past, where sometimes things get to, not that not that we aren't interested in featuring people that are like, have been doing something for 20 years and want to pass on what they know, but sometimes it's less relatable for the average person, Sure. whereas the people that are listening to this show are probably much more interested in this one step above what they were doing. Right. I don't want to undersell it, it could be multiple steps above, um, but I think it's super relatable to a lot of people, so I just say that. To, to make sure you realize, like, this is what people want to hear. Sure. About. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that. And, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's not hard to do. If you got a garage or something that can keep you out of wind or cold or whatever, yeah, yeah so, it's so really not hard to do. You So you decided you were going to get this paint, this purple paint. It's yep. kind of where we left off. And then you decided it was going to be spray gun instead of rattle can. Right. Did you already have the spray gun equipment and experience with it or is this kind of where that started? This is that's exactly where it started. So I had I had the 2K urethane paint, the purple lust paint sitting here in my garage freezing. And uh <laughs> which I'm told is okay. But um yeah, and I was going to have Brian do it. So once Joel kind of put me onto that, and now I'm sitting at home, right? I had I ended up being Brian's out the guy of work. from your your mentor there. Yep, the, Brian's okay. the, my my paint guru. Yep. So, um, so while I had, it ended up being like two and a half weeks off from work because because uh, my wife had COVID, I had to get three tests and whatever else. So oh. I had to distance myself from her. You know, my son was out with you know relatives and whatever, so that he wasn't around just to be to keep him you know away from it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I had a hell of a lot of time to watch videos. I, I rented DVDs. 
Um, if I had a VHS player, I would have rented those too. But anything on YouTube, anything. John Kosmoski, who's the guy who started House of Color, I've watched so, so, so many hours, especially in that two and a half week period. I watched so many hours of painting videos as far as using a paint gun. Before this point, I didn't own a paint gun. I never used one. I had no idea how to set it up. I'm watching videos, how to set up your paint gun. Yep. How to use one, how to clean it, how to blah, blah, blah. What do you need as far as a compressor? What do you need as far as airlines or, you know, fisheye filters yeah. and all this other stuff that was Mandarin Chinese to me, you know? I had no idea about any of this stuff or how in-depth it really is. And it is really in-depth when you, I mean, you can damn near get a chemistry degree when you really get into this stuff. And like I said, I'm just scratching the surface. So um, I had all this time to research this stuff. And I was, at the point, I was like ordering guns paint guns and I had the paint and I had a compressor here already and I had this back area back here where I I had like four bikes back there at one point and a bunch of random shit like a fucking five gallon pail of golf balls <laughs> rearranged everything while I had this time I cleaned everything out of there vacuumed it all out and whatever else got it you know as close to a you know quote unquote paint booth as I could get it and uh, I just started accumulating this stuff and I started screwing around with paint so that thing, the, the Gypsy Witch, during this build, that's the third iteration of paint that I've had on that thing. So I did all the, the body work, the molding, whatever else. I did all that myself. myself. That was a massive learning curve for me. Never really done that. So I had shit. I mean, if you look, you look at the Instagram, my personal Instagram, you could see the different variations that it went through. But I had primer... I had feather fill. I had CRE, corrosion-resistant epoxy, black and white. I had body filler, uh, you know, the pink Bondo. I had blue Bondo, whatever. So I started sanding this thing down. In the first iteration, right, it was all black originally, rattle can. I decided I was going to do it my own. I started sanding it, and I started getting this crazy pattern with all the colors underneath, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to get it all flat or flat as I can get it, right, by eye. And all this, this crazy weird pattern started to come out of it. And it was on the frame, too, right? So it kind of ended up being like the Bondo pink-ish. A little bit of blue from like the like light blue, very, very light blue from the feather fill and whatever else. And then black from the corrosion-resistant epoxy, the CRE I was using. So just kind of as a joke, I put it up on Instagram. I actually made it a story, and I was like, I kind of like this. Should I just run with this? And I had a shitload of people hit me up. Oh, that's cool. You should fucking run with that. So I was like, well, I'm not just going to run with that and fucking clear coat over that, you know, as far as right I was concerned. Bondo, right, right over all, yeah, yeah, right. And I mean, theoretically, yes, you could have clear coated over it, whatever. And maybe you'd run into issues down the line as far as delamination or whatever. But I didn't want to leave it that way because I didn't want this thing to look unfinished. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was a right. cool pattern. So I was like, what if I, what if I do flames and I incorporate that cool little, you know, pattern inside yep. the flames and then I'll do black on the rest of it. So I did that, and it, you know, I didn't like the shape of the flames. I ended up, it was my first time ever using fine oh, line I tape. Oh, I remember this now. Yeah, I so I... remember when you had it taped off with the uh, the flames were the pattern. Right, yep. So, yeah, it was that, that weird kind of different color pattern. I had some shit going on with the fender, or the, the frame. And I just, I, I don't know, I didn't fall in love with it. I think it was more so the, the shape of the flames. I didn't like it. They looked very amateur you know what i mean they were they were jagged they didn't have nice whips and you know whatever else so i was like oh, i'm gonna do it again so i tried it again and i maintained at least a little bit of that that 
uh, you know, I called it the happy accident pattern, right? Yep. Because I did not mean to do that. And I actually found a video um, from Alchemy Customs that showed how to do a uh, rudimentary transfer, image transfer, with uh, water slide paper and whatever else. Oh, shit. Which I'm sure that's not how the pros do it. That's all trade secret shit, and I will not in a million years ask any of these guys, these, these pro guys, how they do it, because, I mean, that's, that's some high-dollar shit that they know. Sure. But, that you know, I tried the image transfer, and I put a Frisetta on the back, and my fucking printer at work only does black and white. <laughs> so I had this Frisetta that was only in black and white, and I put it on there, and I had it all shaped up, and I'm like, nah, I'm not happy with that either. So I ended up literally taking everything back down to bare metal and starting all over and then I ended up with the purple I had the purple I was originally just going to do purple on the frame but once the happy accident pattern came up I was like I'm going to shelf the purple and I'll do that on the next one right sure so now I'm back at purple and uh, you know laid out the flames and it is what it is now but so the, the frame also has flames on it yep but the colors are reversed yeah this is a really unique thing that I noticed that I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody else's bike with it. Um, so you've got the purple flames on the black tank. Yep. And then the frame is black flames on the purple frame. Right. Where did that idea come from? Well, I just I, I knew I had the purple and I wanted a purple frame realistically. That was kind of my basis as far as paint, right? I wanted a purple frame. I yeah. wanted a dark kind of witch-looking you know, something that would remind you of which, right? Yep. Not like a Barney purple or, you know, anything like that. Um, but I knew I wanted a purple frame. And uh, so the, the frame was staying purple no matter what. And then I did the purple on the tins. So I thought, well, I got black tank, black rear fender with purple fr- purple flames. Flame frame. I'm going to fuck that That's up. That's going to be a tricky times. one. Yep. We do our best. <clears throat> so purple flames on the tins and I got a purple frame and originally I was just going to paint the thing purple but while I had it purple I was like I'm going to try my hand at doing some flames on the frame itself you know you see the old uh, you know the old uh, shovel heads and shit where they've got you know the nice cool like a it's a black flame with yellow flames that go literally all the way down you know all yeah, the, all the yep. pros out there I mean it, yeah there, there's a million professional chopper style painters out there right <clears throat> so I didn't expect to keep to that level, but I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll try some flame, some flames on the frame. I got some. some That's yeah. gonna be the name of the episode: flames on the frame. Fucking a, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I have to talk about this thing, I fuck this thing up. I fuck those words up. So <clears throat> I tried it out. So kind of <clears throat> reverse a little bit. The original purple that I got, right? Yep. Was from this company A. Uh, not gonna bother saying who it was but I got this purple I got a court from them so maybe that's my own fault I bought it I bought it from these guys probably two years ago I had this court of paint laying around the way this story is going I'm feeling like this is like you pulled up in the desert and somebody with like a suitcase like laid down like the paint and you were like I'll take it I fucking wish right like, it so sounds, it sounds very secretive yeah it, it's, it wasn't secretive but it was it was a you'll understand after the story it was, yeah. a, it was a punch in the dick it was definitely a kick in the dick I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say that so I did so I went to paint <clears throat> the tank and the fender right yep shout out to my newbiness I'm going to mix the paint, right? So I mix. I got the paint in there, and then I go to mix the reducer, and I realize I'm looking at the measuring cup. I realize I mix it at the wrong ratio, which means that I used way too fucking much paint. 
I only have a quarter of this paint, and I'm planning on painting the frame with the same amount of purple, right? Or the same color purple, rather. Is a quart not enough to do, like, a whole... I don't know how far it typically For goes. someone who knows what they're doing, probably they could make it work on a, on a quart. Gotcha. But so if you're not, like, dicking around with I'm, it or yeah, any other... I mixed way too much paint just to do the tank and the fender. So now I'm in a rock and a hard place. Meanwhile, the frame is sitting over in that corner by my toolbox, half sanded down, right? It's all It's got the Bondo on it and everything else, but it's also got, you know, whatever, contact grease and fingerprints and fucking whatever else on it. <clears throat> so I'm looking at this way too fucking much paint to do the tank and the fender, going, if I don't paint this fender or the frame right now, I've wasted this paint and I cannot paint the... F- frame. Oh, so you can't you can't color. just like keep it in the thing. Nope, because once you mix that reducer in there, once you've got it out of the bottle, you can't make you once it's reduced, you shouldn't put it back in the you know, in the in the can or whatever, right? So I got it mixed and I just especially due to my inexperience. I'm sure there's someone out there that says, Yeah, you put reduced paint back in the thing, but you're reducing the the, the paint that's still one, in the can, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then if you're going to reduce it later, your your you know your reduction ratio is off already. So yeah, as far as I was concerned, I was fucked. I had this paint mixed you and it's ready to fucking go. Yeah, yeah my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got this shit ready to go, and I looked at the frame, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing the frame right now." Yeah. At this point, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and you said like it's not prepped. No, it's, it's not, not completely prepped. <laughs> so I hang the tank and the fender, and I go and I'm shooting the purple on that. And in between coats on that, it's like 15 minute recoat time. In between coats, I'm fucking scrambling, wax and grease remover in the frame, going through, touching up little spots, hitting it with a little lighter sandpaper, hitting it with some red Scotch Brite, just getting it the closest I could get, knowing this ain't gonna be a show bike. If I got some weird shit going on, I can live with that, right? First time I ever painted anything. So. <clears throat> ends up long story short I get the fucking frame painted right it's purple it's the same purple as what's on the tank and it's on the fender and it's all hung up and I'm like fucking A I pulled it off then I got the idea <clears throat> I want to put black flames on the frame what I should have done is clear coat the frame where it was and basically, that's a reset button, right? Ah, uh, right. Because you like can you do shit. About the pinstriping, get the clear coat down, and then if you make a mistake, <clears throat> you can wipe away. Exactly. And what's underneath it stays, right? So I didn't hit that reset button. I go and I start laying tape, fine line tape, masking tape or whatever, on the purple frame on the base coat. Well, because I had so little of it, I had to stretch it. I really had to stretch it. I had to reduce a little bit extra. <clears throat> I had to stretch it. So I got my airbrush out. I laid out the black flames. Fucking sweet. They came out money. I'm pumped with how they came out. Yeah. Start taking off the tape, and it's taking purple tape with it. Right back oh, down the primer. Oh, man. Like, not just, like, a couple spots. Like Anywhere that fine line tape, I use the purple 3M, the vinyl tape. It's it's pretty tacky. It's taking paint with it. Everywhere I put it. It's now, taking why- paint with it. Is that because it was the wrong tape or because the paint wasn't fully dry? So it was more or less I had not enough millage. I didn't have enough paint there. And I also didn't prep the frame the way it should have been. Gotcha. It should have been prepped better. I didn't I didn't give those spots enough tooth for the, the base coat to actually sit and, and have a mechanical bond. Now here's a question. If you, if you <clears throat> gave it enough tooth, you had unlimited paint. But you still didn't clear coat it. Yep. Would that would that still happen? Nope. 
No, if you gave it the tooth and everything and you and you let the base coat set and everything else, because I did it on this, the way it is now, after I got this second paint. Yeah. Um, I did the flames without clear coating it, and it was all it was all good. And it was not a problem. Nope, I remember Bob. Problem. Remember Bob talking about with uh, the red bike? <clears throat> he put some kind of tape on that thing? No, no, no. He left it wrapped up in, like, a trash bag or something. Oh, it was after Maddie painted it. Yeah, I've never and it, like, something sat for, like, it. months. Yeah. Uh, and the bag or, like, blanket or whatever was in, yeah. like, stuck to it and, like, left wrinkles and shit all over it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I just remember him telling that story. I couldn't remember the details of how that happened, but a yeah. similar thing. Something ended up getting stuck to it and then it ended up pulling paint off. That yeah, fucking it. sucks. Yeah, I, I know that feeling. And that was, yeah, it was gut-wrenching. So I had... I ended up going through a bunch of shit when I started peeling the paint. I tried to reduce the tiny little bit that I had left in the can. It ended up being pink. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to buy. I, the whole time I was just trying to avoid buying another $110 get, uh, quart of paint. Oh, my God. That's oh, how yeah. much it costs? Yep. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's <laughs> fuck. Real paint. Just just putting that out there for anyone who doesn't fucking know. You want, you want your lowbrow tank painted just black, clear-coated, cut and buffed. That's not a fucking fifty dollar paint job, right? If you want yeah. it done with like real deal fucking urethane paint and real deal, like if, especially if you want it body worked, which you have to if you want it to look nice on any of them stock fucking tanks, and you want it clear coated, decent clear coat, UV protection, and you want it cut and buffed, and you want it to look fucking nice and mirror and good depth of image and all that other stuff. That's no fucking hundred dollar paint job. That's that's yeah. But I know, so I won't say his name, but I know a guy that paints like pretty much like this out of his house. He has like a Room's in a garage like mine. He only does body work. Well, actually, does no, not a lot. He doesn't only do body work. That's like what he specifies. Like, bro, not specifies. Uh, specializes. Specializes yeah. in. And he will not touch anything for less than seven grand. Jesus. Nothing. Good for him. Yeah. But he does. Is. He does more. I would say he does more cars and like classic cars, trucks. Yeah, trucks. that's a whole different fucking ball game, man. Yeah, you're talking doing a fucking peanut tank versus doing a yeah. fucking 69 Nova or whatever yeah. the fuck. But I'm yeah, glad you said thing. that, though, because, like, people do need to know that you can't just... It's not just, like, buying some cheap paint and, like, yeah. Yeah, can you just paint my tank for 100 bucks? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think no matter what industry you're in, you have to kind of explain to people what it is they're paying for, because right. people don't realize... Just like my reaction right there, People don't realize a quart costs hundred bucks. It's good paint, depending on what you're getting. Not a lot of paint. Depend, no. no, not a lot at all. It's really not. <laughs> like it's not a it's lot. Not, of paint. Like yeah, you're reducing it and everything. You're getting you know two to one reducer or whatever. But even still, that's that the is funny not thing a is, lot is of like, paint. I get pissy that I pay like twenty six bucks mm-hmm. for my bottle of paint. <laughs> oh yeah, right. The, and it's like the one shot, one shot. Yeah. 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 And that's, no, like the, that's like the small can. I, I don't buy the like bigger can. It's fingernail polish stuff, yeah. right? Well, it's, it's like this. Right, yeah, jars, that's yeah. small. That's and I mean, it, it lasts me a while. Because like he's saying, like I cut all my all my shit gets cut when I do it. But right, it's just like people don't get it. Like it's not free. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. And especially like this paint is nothing compared to the paint that he has to buy. Well, and then like plus you're buying the clear and the fucking the and reducer. Then, and then you're, and, then you're buying the time. Yeah, you know no, I mean? for like sure. All of that stuff is yeah. Goes just to into like, it. just like to like break it down. So like, say like when you're doing, if you didn't have multiple guns, which I'm sure you probably do. Yep. Um, but say like if you had to do like primer, 
The, and then color and clear. Yep. How long did it take you to clean the gun and everything in between you sign? Oh, cleaning the gun's nothing, to be honest. To be completely honest with you, cleaning the gun takes five minutes. If, really? Yeah. No, I thought it, it took way longer. No, it, I mean, yeah, even like really real deal cleaning it, taking it apart. And when you're done, the way I do it at least, the way I've seen it done and the way I emulate it is when you're done shooting whatever you got, if you've mixed the right amount of paint, you only have a little bit left in your cup. You pour some thinner in there. You pour some whatever acetone, whatever. Open or close your fan up all the way. Basically, turn it into a squirt gun and just squirt fucking thinner right through it. Right. So there's really only one passage that it goes through these guns. But I mean, like, so you don't rip it apart and like use all the oh yeah, you rip it apart. Time? But even still, you you know, unless it's uh, O-ring sealed or whatever else, and even still, you take the O-ring off. You soak it in fucking thinner while you're cleaning the needle. You soak the air cap in thinner, and then you run your little fucking bristle brush through it. You touch any of this stuff, especially before it's kicked, you touch any of this urethane-grade paint with thinner or acetone or whatever, it's fucking gone. Clear coat, right. same thing. Before it's kicked, it's gone. It'll fucking melt right off. No shit. So it really doesn't take much to clean the paint. It's 100% more. What what I'm finding, right, is it's 110% more the prep that goes into it. Yeah. Because you can prep the shit out of something and you missed one fucking spot you leave a fingerprint and you got some fucking greasy fingers you wiped your forehead or whatever for one if you're lucky you'll just have a fingerprint left over right you'll see the fingerprint or you'll see like a spot in the shape of fingerprint yeah if you're really fucking unlucky like me hence no luck paint works <laughs> you'll get fucking wrinkles and fucking crackle and fucking, fucking everything else yeah. and it's a fucking complete chemi- chemical reaction and it'll fuck up everything else and yeah. you gotta tear the whole fucking thing, thing down again yeah. and restart so if someone's paying you to do it good luck getting them to fucking yeah. cover your fuck that's up. the same thing with, and this shit's expensive that's the same thing with pinstriping it's like if you don't have that especially when you do like a car cause people wax the fuck out of their cars yep and, like, you need the wax and grease remover, you need Windex, you need all this. Because, like, I could get halfway, I could get, like, two colors on a design, go to pull my third color, and it's fucking, it looks like it's been on there for 150 years. Right. It's all cracked and fucking splitting and yeah. just, it sucks. Dude. Right. Yeah, for like, sure. So when it comes to the prep stuff, what does it take to get it where you feel like it's ready to accept the paint? Like, how, how many steps are involved in prepping something? Uh, I mean, I guess it kind of depends on the expectation, right? Um, I've That's had a couple something of, you talk to the, the person about ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, for sure. There's been a couple things so far that I've that I've done where they're like, listen, I just want it to be this color, and I, you know, don't need clear coat. Like like some people just have like scuff old paint and just spray it, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, they want the, the vintage look or, you know, crackle or whatever. And, and, and realistically, you know, depending on their budget and all that other shit, like they don't want... They don't need it to be show clear gloss and cut and buff, and they don't care if there's lines. Because that's one of the big things, too, especially that I'm seeing with the custom paint deal, right? Um, is so you've got where two colors touch or whatever, or design touches or whatever. When you have a light hitting over that, you shouldn't see the line between the two, right? right? So where the flames are, you shouldn't see the line where the flame is, right? So you gotta. You got a clear coat over that so far that you can actually go in and sand that all down flat, not burn through the clear and the base coat, and then you do what's called flow coat over the top of that, and then you can cut and buff it so that when you look at it, and I spent a lot of time doing that on this stuff because I screwed it up a couple times, but 
so that when you when a, when the light hits it, especially on something glossy, when the light hits it, you see the reflection, the depth of image, right? You see the reflection, and it's all solid. You don't see a break in the light or the reflection where the lines are. I see what you're saying, because right now I can look at the tank, and the depth of image, you can see from that, even from back here, we're like 10 feet away from the actual tank. I can see the bulbs of the lights. Yep. It's not just bright on the tank. I can actually see the whole LED bulb reflecting right. in the tank. Sure. It looks fucking deep. But then... But then you're saying where the purple meets the black, right? Right. You look at the frame, right? Look at the neck right there. See how you can very clearly see the difference between the black and the, pur- the purple? As far as like a, a, a different level? Yep. You can like see the lines in, the, in between the two, right? You can little, actually yeah, see. I, see, I yeah. see what you're saying. It's not, it's not super, super... Um, I mean, it's noticeable, but it's not that noticeable. But also, with that bike, I'm looking at... But I just, as far as that's concerned, it's... For my skill level, at the point when I did that, and probably even still now, I didn't... I wasn't comfortable with cutting and buffing all that and flow coating all that without... Because it's all round, right? Right. Anything? What is cutting and buffing? You've been saying cutting a, a lot, and so I don't know what that is. Cutting and buffing is so you get your final clear coat on there, yeah. and then unless you're one of the best of the best, right, or you get very lucky with your clear coat, you're going to have a little bit of orange peel. You're going to have dust nibs. You're going to have whatever in it, right? Yep. So obviously when the expectation is, no, it needs to be, you know, show. Totally perfect. Show yep. shine, right? It No dust nibs, no... Uh, orange peel, no texture, no whatever. You basically go in with cutting compounds, right? You start it, um, you know, depending on however you were taught or whatever, but you start with, you know, a thousand grit sandpaper and work your way up. And then when you get to the end of your sandpaper, you start doing con- cutting compound on a buffing wheel, and then you eventually buff it all out. And that's when you get that real deep gloss, that really, really nice depth of image and everything else. And again, it just helps clear out any lines that you have in between your two, you know, if you have a design. Right. If it's all in color, it's a lot easier to see, obviously. It's a lot easier to do. And then you're not dealing with, like, two different levels. Exactly. Because if you think about it, right, so you have to, when you're doing these paint jobs, especially if you're doing flames, you're doing panels, you're doing scallops, especially, like, the Dynabro shit, right? You're doing lace, you're doing marbleizer, you're doing... Uh, the you know the scales or anything else, and then you're doing candy over that, especially if you're doing metal flake, right? You're doing metal flake. You're laying, if you think about it, you're mixing the metal flake into your clear coat, and you're laying this very coarse, bumpy shit. Yeah, it's fine when you think about it, but in paint terms, I mean, you're talking like, forget what the, the number is, X amount of micron. I mean, you're talking the, the width of a sheet of paper in your finished paint job. Right. Right. And you got all so, these tiny particles yeah, that, that you'll got, see rolling over these edges. Exactly. So you have all this, you're building all this shit up, right? And it's buried in clear coat. So you have the width of the clear coat anyways, and then you have all the flakes. And you don't want the flakes to all lay nice and flat, because then it just, you know, it ruins the, the, the glimmer, right? The gleam right. of it. It ruin, ruins the, the shine of it when the sun hits it, and it just looks like a fucking disco ball on steroids. So you have to bury all of that in clear to the point where that's buried. And you can sand that. If you sand down and you're hitting metal flake and you yep. start to hit the metal flake, you'll dull the metal flake and you'll ruin the shine in the metal flake. Same with a metallic paint job. When you do metallic base coat, 
from what I've learned, you're not supposed to sand metallic base coat. You're supposed to shoot the metallic base coat, be very careful so you don't get out of the blotting and modeling and everything else. And then you clear coat over it, and then you just get rid of whatever's there in your clear coat. Because a clear coat, you can lay fucking 15 coats of clear coat on and just yeah. sand it, cut, and, cut it, and buff it, right? Yep. Sand it all flat. You get that nice shine. You get that nice gloss. Use the right compounds. Use the right you know buffer and all that other stuff. Variable speed and whatever else. And you can get it to look shiny. And you're not upsetting the metallics, the pearls, the metal flakes, whatever. And that's that's kind of the trick to it. So there's a lot more that goes into this stuff than just pour cup into gun, shoot gun, shoot next gun. Yeah, wait for it to and dry. It's done. Yeah, right. No, and that's the other thing too is you can't just shoot this shit once and call it a coat. You got to shoot it right. You, so generally, you got to do the first coat. It's called a tack coat, right, or a light coat. Yep. You do a quick, like literally, you're just dusting it on dust coat, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So you're not going to see it covered in that color. Not even close, right? You're literally just getting, because you're not, unless you're shooting wet on wet, that's different. And again, we could literally talk about this until tomorrow. But when you're shooting on dry, you do a tack coat so that the light, the small particles of that paint get to adhere to the substrate below it. And then you can go on wet because you have a little bit more of a tacky wet Gotcha. Surface, substrate, yep. right, that the rest of the wet coats will stick to. If you just go wet on base on coat that's been sitting yeah. for two weeks and you didn't, you couldn't scuff it because it's metallic or, you know, whatever, yep. whatever the circumstance may be, if it's bone-ass dry, right, and all you did was wipe a tack cloth across it and it's still got that little bit of a, a gloss, right, a 2K gloss, and you go and just shoot a straight-up wet coat of clear coat over the top of it, it's not going to adhere. You're not going to have that mechanical adhesion gotcha. that you're supposed to have. Ideally, you want a chemical adhesion, which is when you do wet on wet. So, for example, when I did that pit bike, I did epoxy primer. Then I did the base coat. I waited till the base coat dried. I taped it off. I did the black base coat. And then I did the clear coat all in one shot. I did that all in essentially a day, right? like a calendar day. Yeah. Because you're shooting wet on wet before the shit kicks, before it cures, before it gets, you know what I mean? Before it, and I don't mean flowing, I mean, like, you could, you can touch this stuff and very lightly touch it and it won't leave a fingerprint. Yep. But that doesn't mean it's kicked and it's cured and it's hard, right. right? Yeah, it's not activated yet. So that's wet on wet. You can shoot right over that and they will actually chemically bond together as a layer that's obviously that's the strongest bond that you can get, right? Is the chemical adhesion. To a pinstriping, you don't ever get that opportunity. No. You're never gonna throw one shot enamel over wet base coat. No. It's never gonna happen. You're shooting it over dry base coat and probably preferably cleared. Yeah. Right? Would you ever want to? Like would would it be nice if you could or no? It's different kind of paint. Yeah, it wouldn't even work. So you wouldn't even, that wouldn't even be something you'd want to do even if nah. you could. Even when I had to like do different colors, I let my shit dry before I set right. my second color. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. it. never, it doesn't like, it doesn't do what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't bond. Yeah. So like if I say if I did red and then my second color is like gray, when I cross through that red on with the gray, the line will actually get thinner over the red mm. if it's still wet. Gotcha. Right. So I try to, like, I let my shit, like, get... I mean, 
it's still not fully 100% cured. Sure. Like, when but I it's panels, kicked. Right. Like, when I do panels, I won't ship them until seven days after I painted them. Right. Just to make sure that it has time to right. not, so it's not going to smudge or get fucked up. Right. right. To that, actually, we haven't talked about this, and it was probably just in the right time, but after you're done pinstriping that thing, can I clear coat it again and then cut and buff it? Yeah. Before setting up? Just for... Yeah. Just for me, just to make yeah. it, just to make sure. Because the last thing I want is like something happens on the way to whoever yeah. wins the fucking thing yeah. or whatever. It gets dinged or they drop. They open it up and yeah, they drop it, whatever, and it fucks up your enamel yeah, or whatever. Sad as fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So just, do you ever do like uh, like single stage paint, or are you just like not even trying to fuck with that? No, no, I'll, I'll fuck with single stage paint again. It, it totally depends on what I'm doing. Because that's obviously a much cheaper option, right? It's a cheaper you option. Tell people what single stage paint is first, because not everybody's going to know what that is. Single stage is ready to shoot. It's already activated. It's mixed. You can get it at O'Reilly's, like Duplicolor or whatever. Like Advance yep. has it. Advance, any any of that stuff, right? So the stuff that you're getting that's like the OEM colors and whatever else, yep. generally is single stage paint. The shit that's on your trucks or whatever, like, yeah, they may have like a real quick, thin coat, a clear coat on it, but it's literally infantile it's microscopic the amount of yeah. clear coats on it look at any any cars like down south you know El Paso I used to live all in El Paso all the clear is just peeling all the clear off. is peeling off because the, the, I mean the clear coat is just you can't even measure it it's so thin most of that shit's single stage paint single stage literally just means it's already activated you can literally shake the can up pour it from the can into the paint gun and shoot it it will harden, it will retain a gloss, right? So that's the benefit of single stage. It will retain a certain amount of gloss, and it doesn't require clear coat. Oh, okay. It has a little bit of UV protection in it generally, especially the newer shit. And that's what you're seeing flake off, is that is that clear coat that's built into it when you say that it... When you're seeing it, that's generally actual clear coat. Oh, okay. So that, that, they it's might just so thin, thin. It's, so, it's so poorly... Th- it, they run it through a factory. Clear coat's expensive as fuck. The soup, especially good stuff. So you can't imagine a, a factory that's making, I don't know, a hundred cars a day, right? Yeah. One gallon of the clear coat that I use, which is value brand clear coat, is uh, $160 for a gallon with the activator, right? Jesus. That'll get me through... It, it, well, gets, me, it gets me through fair... It should do it. It should. If you don't fuck it up, it should wow, do a whole so bike. it's not even like... Yeah, it's not like enough to do multiple bikes. It Well, again, I, I think I've done... So I did the entire pit bike that I just did, and I've done a couple other things since. Well, no, I guess that's not a fair assumption because I've gone through... Like, it's two different gallons now that I think about it. But either way, it's it's a fair amount of clear coat, right? So it's about but, a bike. But either way, it's not a hundred cars worth, right? Yeah, yeah. Hundred cars. I mean you one gallon of clear coat to f- actually do a whole car. I mean, I would think a gallon of clear coat might finish a whole car. You know, you gotcha. think about like a Tahoe or whatever, you know, a big SUV. Right. You gotta be stretching that shit thin to get it. You know, so you're talking a hundred gallons yeah. of clear coat to do it, you know, proper to get three micron or whatever it is of clear coat on it, which is the, you know, if you're doing it like, like I am, um, it's just not cost effective. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. So you can That's put, another thing that people don't realize. I think when they go to have somebody do a paint job and they're thinking like, oh yeah, just, you know, throw a clear coat over, you know, right. a, a regular base. They don't realize the paint's 110, the clear coat's 160. It's like this. This stuff adds up, but oh, it also lasts. 
a long fucking time. Right. Well, that's the whole point of clear coat. Clear coat is the reset button. Clear coat has UV protection in it, right? Yeah. So you're outside, especially when you're scooting, man. You're out riding the shit in the sun. You're not riding this thing only in the dark if you are. I mean, good for you, fucking blade. But the rest of us are riding in the sun. You know what I mean? If you go out there with two kits, especially if you have, like, if you have urethane-based base coat and you don't put clear coat over it, you ride that thing hard for a year, it's going to be a completely fucking different color by the end of the year. It is what it is. It's going to fade. It's going to fucking peel. It's going to delam, all that other shit. The clear coat is there to protect the paint, to make it, you know, and you can get matte clear coat. If you don't like the glossy look, and you're trying to retain that old school fucking panhead crackle, right? You can get matte clear coat or semi gloss clear coat or whatever. Um, so it's you know, it, it, listen, the sky's the limit when it comes to fucking paint shit, especially finishes and what and details and designs and whatever else. The clear coat's there to protect your shit. That's why it's so expensive. It's got all the UV shit in it, and it's resistant to gas. It's resistant to Acetone. The gas is going to get dumped on your tank. For sure. Regardless. And you're not ready for that. And if you're painting your own shit, you gotta be careful with where your clear coat line ends in the bung for your cap on your tank. If it's too far down or whatever, if it depending on what your bung looks like, right? If you have a twist cap, if you have a bayonet style cap or whatever, however it seals. Whether it's O-ring or it's just mechanical seal or whatever, you got to be careful with where your clear coat ends, because the fumes alone from gasoline will delam your clear coat real fast, real fucking fast. It'll just eat it up. So you got to have the. So I have spray the paint. I just keep the cap off and I spray even inside. <laughs> Yikes! I think I just stuffed a paper towel in my gas. In like the hole, the fill hole, oh, and right? Spray and right then I just spray pocket. right up against the paper towel. Yeah, spray right at it, and I don't even run a fucking fuel filter. Yeah, but even Did even you if you're taping fuel problems lately. Yeah, <laughs> does your exhaust uh, smell like fucking <laughs> rust oleum? <laughs> rust oleum fucking spray max. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's there's a lot to it, but don't skimp on the clear coat. That's that's my thing. And, and as a as someone who is into painting, I'm so hesitant to call myself a painter, but someone who does paint, clear coat's my fucking favorite for sure. You get you get all this work into doing whatever design or even just the base coat color or whatever, and you get to throw clear coat over it, and it's so satisfac- satisfying. It's Now, does the clear coat go on, on similar to the paint? I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, go ahead. Does the clear coat go on similar to the paint where that first coat is a tack coat? Yep, that's the way I do it. Um, Again, if it's wet on wet, it's a little bit different. You can go a little heavier with your first coat. Um, so if you, like, finish your paint job and you're and you're ready, like, queued up to, to throw the clear right on, yep. you can do it wet on wet? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you still want your base coat to kick. You know, you don't want to get it while it's flowing because they'll just mix together and it'll, you know, they could react or whatever. But, yeah, yep. so you want you want your base coat to kick. you got to give it the, the appropriate times in between. you got to give it the rest times in between. That's the biggest thing. The learning curve for me was when I first started it was just go, go, go. I just want to get it done. I want to see what it's going to look like. And I just right. spray it and I'd give it. By the time I got to the other end of the tank, I'd be like, fuck it. And I'd spray another coat. And then I'd go and look at it afterwards. I'd have, I'd have runs, I'd have reactions and whatever else. It's chemicals. You got to remember it's chemicals. It's even a patient, even patient man's game. It, for sure. It's a smoking man's game. Hey, there I, you go. I, I will say, I have never smoked so many fucking cigarettes. Is I have since I started doing this shit. Cause I'm not go smoke a cigarette. Yep, I, I lay. Stripe makes me not smoke. 
Yeah, well, you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, one time. I guess it's I'm a little more fun. My mouth and the ash just went. Landed, uh, right, oh. landed right in my paint. Okay, like, well, yeah, I don't smoke while I'm painting because I'm wearing a respirator, right? I can't <laughs> smoke while I'm painting. Are you but. wearing that respirator? No, that's that's my gas mask. Oh, okay. Face. I was no. like, that is very intense. <laughs> no, wear. this guy. No, I, I yeah. generally try and drink beer from that when I'm fucked up. But there you no, go. I wear it. <laughs> it doesn't. Up. It doesn't work. It still has a charcoal filter in it. But yeah. Fuck. No, so I have I have the regular, you know, like that one, that green one there. That's a Harbor Freight special. 17 bucks. That's another thing. Don't skimp on that shit. Clear coat will fuck you up. Yeah, I always I always wear a respirator for, just for the even for the 2K. Yeah. My grandfather always told me because my grandfather does hot rods and shit. I may have said this on the podcast before. But my grandfather was always like a body paint guy. Yeah. And uh, I remember from like as early as like 10 years old. He's like, don't ever be a painter because... Paint will make your insides hard and your dick soft. (laughs) (laughs) No problems with that yet, but I'm still new. (laughs) How were you wearing the respirator, though? I think back then they just put a red bandana on. A couple of... I've seen my grandfather. Cigarette bus. Cigarette in his mouth, just spraying. Yeah. I do the same thing. Even when I spray paint, I do the same thing. Not like my nose is like stuck together because there's so much fucking spray paint up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll spray paint without a mask, but I don't. I don't like to weld without a mask because stainless. I do stainless all day. You wear a mask. Hexavalent chromium. Yeah, comes right. Up off of that, yeah. it's really bad for you. Yeah. Um, even though you would think like, oh, you're TIG welding. There's no. There's so much gas, and people don't realize how much gas there is. Right. Um, so I always wear like a charcoal with, mask. Is that the same with that? egg? It's the same with anything, really. Anything, yeah. You're melting it to a so I remember way when past When I used to do welding, we used to have to, if it wasn't on a machine, we had to be in a zone and the have the hood vent going yeah. and shit while yeah. we were welding. Yeah. Especially. And I'm like, this is the most pussy shit ever. We do so a bunch of. welding is like people see the smoke and they're like, oh, I should wear a respirator for this. What they don't realize is that there's just as much smoke coming off of TIG and MIG. Yeah. It's just that the, the gas is like, it's not as a. a it's not as visually right stark where you're like, oh, I can see that. I don't want to breathe that. But at the same time, you can smell MIG welding from fucking yeah across I've the shop. I've never worn a mask ever welding my whole life. No, you the should. only the only time I ever right. have yeah. the only the only I mean, time I make I'm smoking sh- a cigarette. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> do what you love and love what you do. I think it, I think it's more just like if you're doing it all day long. Right. I try to keep my I'll tack without it, but if I'm welding like. The stuff I was welding today, I'm just running long, long, long beads and fill passes, and it's like two minutes straight of like arc time right. for a seam, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely wearing the mask the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I did stick welding for two and a half years, and never, I didn't even know people wore masks. My God. Yeah. Or like Galvi, anytime you oh. with any of that galvanized shit. If you're not wearing a mask for Galvi, you're like literally taking your life in your hands. Yeah, and everyone else around you, yeah. Yeah, when I was sure. welding Galvi Drink milk, bitch. <laughs> for a, a company, I was doing some side work and putting in a roof for them. And I was welding the Galvi with the mask on and all the other guys that were like, they are doing other parts. They're just standing right there next to me. And I'm like, you guys should like step back. And they're like, it's fine. And I'm like, it isn't. No, it, it really isn't. isn't but no, It really isn't. I forget what they call it. What do they call it when you get the... The Galvi sickness, I forget what it's called. There's like a I don't know. it's like the bends, but it's yeah, like, yeah. It's whatever the hell it's called, either way. Yeah, I'm not I'm not messing with that. So yeah, anytime we, yeah, anytime we have to cut Galvi or anything like that at, at the shop, we're 
outside, fans pointing outside the shop. My boss always says when I did fencing, he's like, "This is the worst shit for you." Yeah, it's hard. It's like a zinc poisoning, like, basically. Yeah. yeah, you're just breathing in <laughs> atomized yeah, zinc. Terrible, <laughs> so bad. But like, people will get things, and they'll get them in Galvi, and they'll be like, "Oh, I got Galvi, so like, it should be easier, It'll last forever." Yeah, and I'm like, the thing is. This is the worst thing you could ever try to weld, yeah. and they're like, "Oh well, I felt like the coating was like really durable." I'm like, "Yeah, that's the problem." Yeah, exactly. Problem is, I'm trying to get under that. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got to burn that off. That's not mill scale. That's way harder than mill scale. Yeah, and I don't even know if people mig weld right over that. I'll stick weld right over that, but I've migged over it. I'll mig over anything. Oil, it, gas, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> I'll sixty ten over anything. Just if it won't 10, burn 60, through, 60, I just 11. turn the fucking machine up. What a rip, dude. Yeah. Just fucking crank it. Let it eat. Fuck it. <laughs> Let <laughs> it eat. I love that. Yeah. Little less wire speed, little more fucking heat. Yeah, yeah fuck it. Send it. I, I, I did three, four years of welding on trash trucks in the back of trash trucks on the road in the heat. That must have been amazing. Oh, it was. If I don't have cancer, I will. There's no way. Do you MIG weld them or stick weld MIG weld, yeah. How but you, we did, how we you did doing MIG on the, on the road? Service generator? Sorry, yeah. 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 I just had a generator, yeah. Yeah. We did some stick too, but for the most part, it was big. You're just dumping some 7018 on them? <laughs> Fucking dumping it, dude. Or did it's, you run, oh, did you run 60, 6010, 6011, like the cellulose rods? Nope. Now all 7018? Nope. Yep. Yep. Damn. All of it. Yeah. No. Nope. That's crazy, fun. too, because I mean, 7018, they do like so much shit with 7018, but really like dirty shit. Oh, yeah. 60, 60 series rods is like. The best. They burn through everything. everything. I could think yeah. of like everything is like TIG is like we've talked about this, like the fly yeah. fisherman. Like yes. The gentleman, the gentleman TIG is like the gentleman welding. <laughs> yeah. And like MIG is like your standard American like two way supporter. <laughs> and then stick welding. I love how that like cause gets thrown in. <laughs> and then like and then like stick welding is just like straight cowboy shit. Like you're yeah. a fucking cowboy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stick welding is like you live on a farm. Rough neck. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, you're ready to just fucking it yeah. doesn't matter. Or you you do math. Yeah, and you're like, well, <laughs> nobody mad. else is willing to do or this both. job, so I'm yeah. gonna just jump in here. Yeah. You're a meth head cowboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I seen that that picture with like all the different types of welding, and it's like the before and after. And the stick welding guy looks like a fucking tweaker, <laughs> and the big welding guy's just got like this outrageous mustache, and he's all dirty. And then the stick welding guy, it's like the same person in both pictures. It literally yeah. doesn't change at all. Right. Yeah. Broke dick mountain. <laughs> That's it. Jesus. Yeah, painting and welding have nothing in common. That's yeah. Other yeah. than you know care and attention and love. I was talking to Rhino about this though yesterday. And outside of the repair I was doing for him on those cylinders, which are cast iron, um, every other thing that I typically weld is great because it's not necessarily a patient man's game. Like you can run a whole scene. Like you have to prep it the same sure. way you prep with the paint. Yeah. But you're not waiting for something to dry. You're right. running the bead, and then you're and then you're moving on to the next bead. After you do all your prepping, you can do all your welding, <laughs> right? For the most part, yeah. Um, it, whereas painting, it's just, I just feel like I could never do it because I'm I'm too impatient. I'm always like, okay, next weld, next weld. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely respect the hell out of it because you really gotta all these things that you're talking about here. I didn't know half of this stuff. Yeah, well, that's where IPA and Mister Marlboro come in. Walk the <laughs> fuck away. Yeah. I literally will set. Before I go into the booth to lay a coat, I will set my alarm. Like, I'll have it. So all I have to do is press start. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on whatever the coat time is, recoat time, I'll set it for 15 minutes. 
I'll come out. I'll let the, you know, the overspray or whatever dissipate for a second. I'll come out here, take the respirator off, and hit start. And I'll sit the fuck down, flip through Instagram or whatever, start prepping something else I got to, you know, that I'm working on or whatever. I'll do something else. Yeah. But I'll set that alarm. Because if I forget, I'll be like, yeah, it's probably been 15 minutes. It's been 30 seconds. And I'm yeah. Going there and, fucking, <laughs> and then I got runs. Dude, yeah, that's, that, that's literally every page I've ever done. Oh, so yeah. It's like, I'm like, you know what? It's been long enough. It's yeah. Out. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like 70 ish. Yeah. I okay. related so hard to the statement you said before about like you get to the other end of the tank and you're like, I'll just go back to the start of the tank. I'm sure that part's dry. Yeah, right. And then like I did yeah. that with the soft tail tank. I'm like, yeah, I was right. on the left side like forever ago. I yeah. Go back there. If you're painting cars, that's probably a thing. By the time you <laughs> yeah. walk the end of the car, right, you started at the hood. Now you're at the right deck lid. Back. Yeah. You're like, okay, yeah, it's probably, you know, even stills. More than likely, it hasn't been 15 fucking minutes, but, you know, even, that's, yeah. So. That's wild. But that's, yeah, you got to do that shit. You got to give it the time to sit and let it do its thing. So what's the next step on this build? Is the paint done on this guy? Um, other than the oil bag, um, the oil bag was uh, kind of the redheaded stepchild of this whole thing. I, uh. I kind of sanded that down and, and fucked with it a little bit. That was technically that was the first thing I ever clear coated. So uh, I sprayed that with the CRE, so it's black. Yep. Technically, it's a different black than what I used. I used uh, Harley Vivid Black for the the black stuff on this bike now. So I gotta I gotta paint it that color just for uh, just to make sure everything's the same. So I'm gonna sand that all down. I'm gonna actually bodywork it a little bit. I told myself I wasn't going to, but I'm gonna bodywork it just a little bit and then. Uh, paint that black and clear coat that and then uh probably send it over to my homie loctite for some pinstripe and shit there you go and then uh clear coat it again cut buff put that on so as far as the paint i'm still up in the air about the wheels um the wheels are technically rattle can black these are mags or spokes yep mags yep they're the, the stock mags that came with it they were powder coated red when i started and sanding them was a motherfucker. Oh my god. So get us a rhino, yeah. Well that's that's hundred percent what's gonna happen. There's no fucking way I'm running red <laughs> scotch bright on them fucking mags ever again. No way. I'll throw them away. Sitting there with a, a tub of mothers. Yeah. No no away. fucking way. So if yeah, I mean I just put fucking bearings and races and shit in them and I gotta get the rubber off them and everything else. I'm at the point now I just wanna ride this damn bike. Yep. And again my, my deadline is deadbeat, so I want to have this thing riding, shaking down, all good. I know it's going to get me there and back, no problem. So at this point, I'll probably just run them the way they are. Um, they look like absolute shit, but <clears throat> for now, I mean, obviously, eventually, yes, over it's the winter. Easy to take whatever. off. I was going to say, I'll get, I'll get to them for sure. It's not. I'm not taking any easy routes. I just want to ride my damn bike. So <clears throat> for now, I'll probably leave them that way. Um, yeah, from there it's it's assembly. I got a, I got the sprocket cover at my shop now. I just uh, body worked and primed that, so I just gotta get that all flat and hit that with the black. I used just regular black high temp enamel for the the motor itself. Um, so I just gotta hit that real quick, and from there, yeah, it's just starting to put it back together. You gotta wire it still. Yep. So Fat Man's gonna help me with that. Um, I still have the stock harness intact, but I don't want to 
I don't want to deal with all that shit, all circuit breakers and everything else. So yeah, it's too much. He's got that shit down to a science. You'd be silly not to. As far as I'm concerned, use your homies, use your resources yep. when you can. So, you know, any any help I can get on this bike, I'm not at all trying to be. No, I fucking did this all myself. Yeah, they, they do it all. No, I, I I only really wanted to paint it just because I had never really painted, and you know, at one point in my life, I wanted to do tattooing and whatever else. So that just the artistic aspect of it is what drew me to painting. It, it had nothing to do with not wanting to outsource it. I'll outsource anything, especially to friends. Sure. You know, if they're good at something and they're friends, I mean, what else can you ask for? 100%. So, <clears throat> so the wiring, the wheels got to go back on. Yep. You already got a seat for it. Yep. Sissy bar? So I'm still technically on the fence about that. So I got some strut stock. I am for sure going to at least do struts to the rear fender. Um from the swing arm um, whether or not I you know elongate it into a swing arm I'm still I'm still kind of up in the air about that gotcha um, I think I'll probably end up doing struts first you already have the struts I have strut stock yeah I've got gotcha. the I've got the stock and I've got the buns and everything I did the TC Bros kit and whatever and I got stock from uh, from work nice I bought Paying some black or shit um, I don't know. I'm kind of considering polishing them because I've got a lot of chrome at the front. Yep. And I've got a couple little chrome accents. Like I polished the rocker covers. I polished, you know, a couple of smaller covers on the motor. But as far as any chrome at the rear, I I like symmetry. I like balance. I like all that shit. You know, to an extent, obviously keeping it within reason. So I got some stainless stock if you wanted. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. All right. If you wanted to do stainless so they don't rust out on you. All right. Well, I'd Let me have know. to have you weld that because obviously yeah. I don't have the It'd be super easy to just so. throw some bungs on that thing. And, okay. And then fucking chrome right off the bat. You oh, can yeah. polish it with mothers and yeah, <laughs> that no, thing I... will shine just like the front. That's what I use for mine. It's the same oh, stuff yeah. that Jerry gave me. So Okay. I'm happy to pass that along. I, I used everything I needed <clears> and now I think I have a whole bar of it still left over. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'd like to add a little more shine back to the rear end because realistically other than the rear rotor there is not going to be any clean metal back there you know so yeah i'd like to even out a little bit um i just polished up the, the lowers on that you know not polished but oh they look good cleaned them up you know just hit those with a little bit of compound and are the shocks new or did you paint those the shocks are brand new yep okay those are yeah like those are brand new okay. yep those are just the burly slammers yep. straight up so i've got i've got some uh some sh- shocks that Fish actually gave me a while back. They're itty bitty, but uh, so there's an aluminum nut holding the whole thing together. Yeah, fine thread, and they're missing about ninety eight percent of the threads. So excellent. Yeah, I, excellent. I would I would like to come back from my rides to my son and my wife. Yeah. So I will eventually have, um, you know, I have a machinist buddy that probably twist me up. It's a, literally a nut, and fine thread. Yeah. You know, can't be anything crazy. So I'll, I'll eventually get those made out of steel. You can come use my lathe if you want. Yeah, fuck that up. I'd love to, but there's take me ten years to figure out how to make those things. But got to tighten that that <clears throat> pants belt that's holding the lathe together. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not a le- literal leather belt with Dickie's the belt. In it. Yeah, the Dickie's belt. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an uncommon thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it is. I don't. I don't know one way or the other. But 
I would fucking. I don't do know that. one way or the other either, but I love to pretend that I do. Yeah, right. And just say that it's very unusual. I've watched a YouTube video. No, so yeah, I'm I'm just gonna run those slammers. I mean, they I had slammers on it before. They yep. were they were the chrome slammers. Yeah. Which in hindsight, I probably should have gone with the chrome ones, but right. I got, yeah, trying to shine it up. Yeah, whatever. you know it. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. I like I like the direction this thing's going now that I got the motor in it. Now that I got the front end on, I got the swing arm attached. You know, I, I front brake. Yes, front brake. Yep, there you for go. sure. I am running the front brake. I am. Not that brave on this one. Regular sure. clutch? Yep, regular clutch. I'm keeping it. As, I want to clean up the handlebars as much as possible, so I'm running, you know, TC Bros aftermarket handles and whatever. And yep. I want to, if I had the money, I'd run those craft uh, oh, no. tech. I know the ones you're talking about. God. I keep telling myself I'm going to do that too, and then I keep looking at it. I'm like, wow, 350 just for the one, huh? Yeah, I know. That's I just, I, insane. No, I, get, I got bills, so I can't yeah. do that. But it's such a hard thing to justify. Yeah, man. For but every time you see it, you're like, wow, that looks great. And then I'm oh. like, I, I do, for whatever reason, I remember there being a set that I saw on Lowbrow or somewhere where it was 300 for the pair. I'm pretty sure Fish, when he got his, he brought them over here 100% to show 100% sure us. it was that. Yeah. Pretty sure he said he got them for like three-something. Because total. I remember specifically saying, hey, I will go halves with you. I'll give you 150 I want the brake because he wanted the clutch. Right, right, right. And I was like, "We'll split it one fifty each." Yep. And then I went on there, and I was in like, the brake alone was three fifty. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow." Yep. For the little tiny master oh, cylinder, dude. and not for nothing, you know, not to blow them up. And I'm just speaking from the couple people I know that run them. Yeah. Those master cylinders apparently don't seal very well either. So I've heard the same. That's a lot of money for. And something. I'm thinking on my XS, I got that one from Hughes, which is the same size. It's just a black. Very, he calls it the slimline master cylinder. Oh shit! Really, seventy bucks, and it's wicked tiny. Really, wicked tiny. But the problem is that the bore is not the same as the other one. Uh, okay. And, I, and then I'm like, "Can you run it?" And then everybody's like, "No." And I'm like, "I'll probably run the it." The bore, as far as the cylinder itself. Yeah, like like some five eighths bore right, or right, like right. three quarter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Just use his lathe. Yeah. Can yeah. I use your lathe in, in your belt? Yeah. Or, Dicky, it out. Dickie's sponsors it. Faded Glory. <laughs> yeah, Faded Glory. <laughs> oh, Walmart makes an appearance. I love it. Fucking right, man. But yeah, so that was the only downside with that one. Okay. And I don't know. Some people say it doesn't work. I'm still like tempted to be like, how bad could it be? Yeah, I mean, right. I have no brakes, so. Yeah, man. Well, no, no brakes otherwise. <laughs> yeah, fine. still got the so It's like, well, if, even if it just stopped it a little. Even if just did enough to hold it on a hill. That's that's realistically that's all I want. That's really all I that's would all need. I want. And if seventy bucks gets me there, a hundred percent. Oh um, yeah, hook <laughs> on and sinker. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you just cut off the little ball at the end <laughs> that they always put on the jet bike stuff. It can yeah. never just be a fucking handle. They have to put like a handle with a ball. Yeah. And I'm like my hand's not slipping off it. Yeah, I right, can fucking exactly. hold on to it yeah. just fine without the yeah. stupid I'll ball. Cover it in fucking electrical tape if I need to. Yeah, build it up. Yeah, I'll put it in its lathe. Yeah. All right, so agreed. You'll be the prototype. You'll try them out. Let me know. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a shot because I do want to throw a front brake on. I had intended to keep the front brake on mine. Right. And I was so excited to put it on. And then I put the new bars on. And on the soft tail, it had a hard brake line at the bottom. Uh, and so the bars were actually too short. Believe it or not. Usually people are like, oh, I can't extend them. They were too short. So then when I went to put the, I couldn't squish the hard line down any further. No shit. Didn't fit. I really wanted to ride it that day, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just take it off for now. And we mm-hmm. all know how that story goes. 
and then six months later, yeah, you're like, right. I still haven't put it back on. Yeah, I'm never gonna get that brake line made. Yeah, that's the way she goes. That is the struggle, man. Yeah, but this thing is coming out super nice. Thank you. So, what is the what is the plan as far as when you're looking to be riding this thing? Drop dead is, like I said, shaking down, ready to go for deadbeat. But, I mean. After watching all you guys put your shit together for backyard or uh, yeah backyard, back road right? back road sorry back yeah. road you know watching Maddie and you and, and Fat Man and Emma and everyone get their fucking shit ready to go for that and you know a matter of weeks yeah that realistically truthfully was was Worst the biggest thing of my life oh I'm sure it was I'm sure it was miserable but <laughs> what that said to me was you're being a pussy just put your fucking bike together like you don't yeah. you, it's been two fucking years oh. this thing hasn't run under its own power in almost two years so. Not to interrupt this whole thing. So, I forgot one shout-out. Um, I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but shout-out to Chopper Jesus. Um, right. mm. Rob the Crazy Gentleman hit me up. was like, yo, he's traveling out to New Hampshire. So, whatever, I put him up, and uh, we sat in the garage talking until, like, 4.30 in the morning. And he literally got me. I was like, I need to work on my shovel head. <laughs> Boom. Next day, I fucking got the whole shovel head with the pot, figured it out. Well, pumps another ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, that was a that was an update that people didn't get. Do you want to explain that real quick? Yeah, so uh, went in the garage this morning. This morning being Wednesday, and <laughs> um, started trying to actually look at the shovel and see what the deal is, see what needs to be repaired. And <clears throat> so the back, so in case nobody heard it. Uh, trying to tune the carburetor, got the bike up to temperature in the garage. Not riding it, just like revving it, whatever. Letting it idle. Um, reached down, touched the rocket boxes. They were hot. And then pulled out the oil cap and stuck my finger in there. It was just cold oil. So I'm like, something's wrong. Fucked up, yeah. Um, later would I find out that that's not the case. That it takes a while, I guess, for the fucking <laughs> oil to get hot. <laughs> um, so, your boy fucking ripped the bike apart. <laughs> um, I drained all the oil out, ran it to a fucking screen to see if there's any kind of, like, chunks or shittiness in there. Because remember, it's a fresh fucking build, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anything could have got That motor was fucking torn apart for like three months. Right. Um, so, ran everything through a screen, the oil came back clean, and this is all brand new oil. Um, so it all came back clean. I thought that was customer oil. No, this is... I don't, they cut no. out a customer's bike, and you're like, it, it's not even that bad. Yeah, I can put it in. This guy sold 500 miles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a brand new 60 weight. Um, put it back in the oil. Um, shit. Heavy. That's chunky shit. That's like peanut that's butter. That's what you run out of shovels, bro. Damn. Peanut butter and shovels? <laughs> um, so put it back into the oil bag. and uh, So this is actually... So I talked to... Um, John Rapetto, I was on the phone with him shooting the shit. Um, talked to Chopper Bob. And so either way, I got all the oil back in the oil, I mean, the oil bag. And then left the cap off because I have, like, the original, what's well, a repop, but it's, like, an original chrome, just, like, square oil bag. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pulled that internal filter out, left the cap off so I could see the return line. And just started kicking it and kicking it and kicking it. So I got pretty much primed the fucking oil pump. And, uh, dude, took forever. How many kicks do you think? Forever. Um, I would say probably 3,000. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Um, To the point where I kicked and kicked and kicked and sat down and was like, 
Oil pumps toast. And then rip the butt. Fucking big old fucking rip snort of my fucking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. And uh, I was like, let me give this another go. This episode brought to you by Ripping Butts. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gave it another go. Kicked it another five times. Yep. Oil started coming through the line. So then I kept Damn. kicking it. Oil still coming through the line. So I was like, sick. The oil pump's not fucking smoked. <clears throat> so started putting everything back together. Um, now I'm waiting for my old customer battery to charge. Mm-hmm. That way I can throw that in the bike. <laughs> what brand is that again? Uh, Here we are, guys. We're back to square one. Uh, new oil. Um, same old battery. Yeah. I have a brand new battery for this bike. Okay. But when I thought it was broken, I took the battery out and put it in the steps right out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on the fence, though. I'm not... The only way I'm going to put that battery in is if I get a full charge on it. You know what I mean? So if it's not a full charge, I'm going to go buy a new battery tomorrow. Um... But I need to get the battery. I don't believe that part. I am. I told Astro Man this earlier. I was going to go buy one early, and he's like, you might as well see if this one charges. And I was like, all right, dope. Okay, Astro Man, don't be encouraging <laughs> Listen, bud. So I got to get the battery back in. Um, and Bob actually told me this. Uh, I wouldn't have even thought to do this. So he was like, all right, so you know you're getting oil to return. So the oil cycling. Um, he's like, so now get the bike running and crack your oil line or one of those fucking nuts on top of the rocker box and make sure the oil's feeding up into the rocker boxes. Right. That is a, that's a smart idea. So that's all that's left, and then if that's good to go, then the bike's good to go. There's no other issue. So that hasn't been done yet. You don't know yet whether it's no. getting up to the top. Right. So the oil pump is working. It's hard to believe that you could have ridden it as long as you rode it at back road. I mean, I really didn't ride it like... I want to like just go on record like I didn't ride it, ride it at back road though. Like I ripped through that field like twice, and then I ripped down that road and then back. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, but here's the thing: is like I I never there was never like any noises. There was never and like it was definitely at the temperature for sure. It was fucking hot as fuck down there. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm gonna do this test, and if this works, then I'm putting it back together and fucking I can go back to trying to tune the car. Fucking a. There you go. Are the, so did you change the jets around like crazy be, when you were chasing the, the gremlins there? Or No, I never changed the jets. Okay, so you still got Because the jets were like, the jets are what they need to be. That's what right. That's what came out of the original SNS I took off. And then that's also what everybody is fucking running. You know what I mean? So I'm like, there's no way it's the jets. And then, um, yeah, so I already told the whole thing about how that fuel thing got fucked up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's the only other problem we had. And it's not... There's no fuel getting in now. And I ran the bike after I put the new oil in. That's how I found out the, the where rocket Where did the air cleaner come from? I forget where you got that. Cheap throws. Cheap throws. Yeah. Smoking deal, dude. What yeah. is that thing even called? Sardi- I call it the sardine Sardine box. can. The bread box. Ham can. Is that what it's called? The bread box? Yeah, that's, what, yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The bread, bread box. box? Yeah. Huh. Really? Yeah, that was called a sardine can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Smoking deal. That thing is fucking... Before I had Dirty Bill's fucking CNC, I think, for the front of it, that thing was like brand new. Ten bucks. Jam. Fuck with me. With the filter in it already. <laughs> yeah. I hope you got those bolts locked tight. No pun intended. Oh. Oh, they are fucking... Locked tight. You got those motherfucking red yeah. locked tight on it, bro. Yeah. I got a... Uh, Shout out to Joel for taking one for the team so that all of us <laughs> are now... I was going to say, I don't know if you guys know that or not, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's it? Yeah. 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 He, he, uh, listeners can't see this, but he's holding the cylinder head. Our buddy dog food lids screws backed out. From inside the airplane, so it got butter. sucked into the fucking motor and totaled it. 
Yeah, that sucks, dude. So I Loctited those screws. I should fucking red Loctite those screws. Now that yeah, yeah, man. That's, that's what I did. I that was one of those I things. You're not supposed to use, I, I was afraid to use red because it's aluminum. I thought I'd crack something trying to I put red on anything that has to do with the impact. I don't want yeah, anything don't, going in. I don't know, It just man. would be so hard to get them out. No, It'd be I so hard to get them out, out but, it, but also I at the same time... I put them in with time, a screwdriver and took them out with a screwdriver. It's not as hard as everybody thinks it is. I don't know, man. Those I can say maybe if you do like 150 foot pounds of fucking torque in these red locks, you're yeah. probably going to be a bitch. I don't even have but a torque like multiplier, tiny, so I'm never going to be able to do yeah, yeah, like, no, that. You, you, you need six inch pounds, yeah, you better yeah. use that torque multiplier. That's like it. intake screws, those fucking, it's tiny little threads, so it's not holding that much lock. On mine, though, it's a fucking flathead. So it's like oh, not gonna dude, get, that's get rid of that in the worst, worst place. That's the fucking worst. It's dude. a big old flathead too. Like For you could what? you could fit a fucking chisel in the in the size of this fucking flathead. On what? On the Super E that. with the stock uh, air cleaner. Which shout out crazy gentleman. I know he's a big fucking fan of the stock Super E air cleaner. <laughs> so yeah. he's not. He's gonna hate that. I hate those things. I personally, I fucking it just runs so damn good. I'm so nervous to change it because I feel like it's gonna run They're like run so much better. After. You think so? Oh, 100%. Because I feel like it runs great with Those that airplane. filters? <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I hate it. I them. don't know. I never had any I remember one guy it. was like, hey, oh, when I started to buy a Supri at a swap meet, he was like, yeah, dude, I'll be throwing the filter. I'm like, I'll give you an extra 10 bucks to keep the fucking filter. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Teardrop? Yeah, I just don't, I don't know what. I, I just like a love the look of the tear. It's just like. Really? It's, it's, it's like That's a. That's the part I hate. Essential, like when you think of a, of a fucking performance carb. It looks like a fat dude's belly of, button. Like when people do a, a drawing of a like a shovel head, they'll have that fucking teardrop on it because it's so iconic. Yeah, exactly. So you guys can't see, but Dano's arm has the fucking super E. It's it's part of yeah. the no, it's an evil. Does it not look like a fat dude's fucking belly button now that you're looking at it? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I've got worse stuff. I don't, it's just I don't such even know what iconic, the beef is I have with it. I, just iconic I, gotta, I don't know if you've seen it or not. i got to find it. I um, I think I know the page, the Instagram page or whatever, for the guys who make these things. They, they're calling them avocados, which, if you think about it, kind yeah. of looks like an avocado. Right? Like but he's, they're way slimmer, right? Yep. They're still a teardrop shape. I've seen it. I've seen it. I forget who the hell uh, makes it. It's like SNS? Is it SNS? No, I've know. seen it. It's a smaller version, and it says like super. It says super something on it, right? The ones, the ones that I'm seeing, this guy's literally mean. he's he's pressing them and welding them, and they're they're like they're tiny. tiny. They're like the size yeah. of, a, of a of a twelve ounce can or whatever. Yeah, but they look. He's posted a bunch of videos and pictures. I might I might go that route because they I look just, so I just good. Like the look of the teardrop. I know it's like oh yeah for sure. So basic, but it's just they're so fucking big. They're so they they're massive. Like, I, went the, I went with the TC the the Louvre just yeah. the whatever. Yeah, I forget what it's called. That one I'm interested. That was the one I was looking at. The fifty dollar one. Uh, yeah, it's just like yep. a dog bowl. Kind of looks like uh, like a dished. Yeah. Um, yep. Chrome. You got it over there. Right here. That's exactly the one. That guy. I think they're beautiful. I think it's beautiful I like, too. They come with the like the, the old Cadillac tri-spoke. That's cool. Type deal. Yep. I like that. I know a lot of people who think that's fucking dumb, but I like it. With the curb feelers on that thing. I think I think it's, I think it's, I think cool. it's fucking sweet. I think, I think it frees up a lot of a lot of the visual <laughs> exactly component to the motor. Right. I mean, mine's an Evo, so it's like there's not that much. To I was see. gonna say on mine, that's not necessarily doing me, doing me any favors, but even the sardine can that I have, I'm like this thing needs to go. Really? Way too big. 
I like the bread box. Way too. I like. You know which one I, like I really like too is Throwback Cycles. Makes that cast steel one with like the V's on it. it looks like a little heart almost. Oh, I love oh, yeah, that. It's like it's called the bird deflector. Love yeah. that. If yes. it wasn't hundred, I mean, it's. I'm not saying that it isn't worth it. Is that the one just Brandon that, has on his purple bike? I don't think so. I th- doesn't he have the the TC on it? On that one? I thought no, he he's got like a almost like a. Nah, he doesn't have that. Yeah, no. it, that one is is super cool. I just haven't been able to throw 125 bucks on it. But I also don't know if there's a filter the behind that. cheapest guy that buys, like, the most crazy Probably shit. Not. Huh? He'll spend a fucking $275 on a sleeping bag. Not on a sleeping bag. But not on a fucking... But I will spend <laughs> that money on camping shit. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean. No doubt. Like, not even think about it. You're like, hammock, 400 bucks? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay, listen, that's I got a $25 <laughs> hammock stuffed right behind where you're sitting. Yeah, right me too. On the couch. It. Yeah. I, I had it set up it. in here last year. It was fucking You awesome. know what I spend it on? It's like backpacks. I'll buy wicked nice mm-hmm. backpacks. Yeah, insane. I spend too much money on backpacks for sure. I got a $35 backpack from Walmart and I love it. I spend too much money on fucking paint. I've got, I've legitimately probably got five thousand dollars worth of fucking paint material in there. Oh, I, have, I, I hope I have the a fuck my wife doesn't listen to this. Yeah, don't She'll listen. Fucking kill me. I have a serious fuck. problem with pinstripe brushes. I bet. Every week I'm like, babe, I need to order these brushes, and she's like, every week you need to order brushes. Yeah, and they're like twenty. That's so how pinstripe is, I'm like, babe. It's I'm like, like, yeah, I know. Yeah, right? I'm like, I know. But, but here's the thing: is it's more money. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, you're a fucking idiot. That's what you keep saying. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but it's like every time I like. And it really is that way, because, like, some brushes will work for some things. And then sometimes you'll buy a brush, and you're like, this ain't for me. But it'll be great for, like, you. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's all trial and error, so you find what you like. And, like, even my sword brushes, like, these guys can't see it, but I'll fucking show you guys, because fuck these people listening. <laughs> we're talking amongst so ourselves like, now. Yeah. You guys can just listen to what we're saying. That's when the show is, it hits the high point. <laughs> right? So, like, these yeah. are all sword brushes. I have more in that other case I showed you. But, like, this one I'll do for, like... This kind of shit that I just did on your box. But then, ah, ah, there you go. So look, dude, Put this my sword is, in your box. This is a triple zero. <laughs> That's a triple zero. Yeah. This is also a triple zero. Totally different brushes. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's way it's like a longer. scrimshaw brush. So it's like, like a whalebone. Even for just the same brush, there's so many different brushes. Yeah. That I need for like different things that I'm doing. So it's like, dude, That's, these brushes aren't fucking cheap, man. Like they go for like just a regular small. Um, sword brush like that it can be like twenty six to like thirty five bucks. I don't want to hear it. <clears throat> it's fucking sorry. crazy. Dude. I just had to cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. a very minor thing. Yeah, uh, my my. Yeah, but when you have fucking thirty of them, okay. <laughs> well, I bought a that's still back thirty <laughs> thirty of those. That well, thirty at twenty bucks a piece. Yeah, no, you're right. That's, and like that's they don't fucking, last forever. That's like once the hair stop pulling out, they're fucking junk, and you got to get new ones. When do the hair stop pulling out? Like that that little like one 60, that I showed you, sixty-five. Yeah. yeah, that little one that I showed you, I can't. That one's I can't use that anymore. I only use the back of it for my dots, and I've only had that for that was my first brush that I bought, so seven months. That's a pretty good deal. No thirty shit. bucks for seven months. Yeah, but when you have thirty of them, why you got so not, many? If it's yeah, right? Because you need different brushes. <laughs> If you're doing know, fucking, man. if you're doing like script shit, you need a brush. If you're doing lettering, you need a brush. If you're doing like the shit that um, Frontiers of Studio does, you need like yeah. eight brushes. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. It's like, yeah, and even right. pinstriping like this, only from like two or like five to like zero, double, double zero, zero, triple zero, yeah, right. four zero, five zero. It's, like it's, it's fucking yeah, nuts. Max, yeah, right. The, the it's max. crazy. Double lot. 
brush. Like that's what that's yeah. like, I'm sure a lot of people probably think like a pinstripe brush or a pinstripe brush, but there's like no. I literally have two cases of brushes. Yeah, you watch it. Watch a fucking YouTube part video about the pinstriping brush is the way that it's attached. The good ones are like mm. tied on there with a fucking string still. Yeah. I'm like, this is how this is put on. This yeah, is a good yeah. one. No, there's no epoxy. There's no nothing. No, they literally it's like somebody hand-wound. went in their yard and they took a blade of grass no, and they wrapped it around it a couple times loosely. It's like tying a fly or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's like the no, fly fishing of paint. I think yeah, you don't remember what pinstripe brush looks like. I think I just saw it. No, they're yeah, no, they're and then aren't they Look usually it. wrapped yeah, in some sort out. of so like Von Dago's? Von Dago's is different. His is like fully wrapped. Okay, that's the only one I've ever seen. This it's like heat shrink, right? It has like this indent on it, which is dope. Yeah, for like that's straight shit. up heat shrink. Yeah, right. But now let me see the one that's tied with grass. So this is oh, that's just tied with grass. No, that's fucking awesome. It literally looks like like braided fishing line, and then they dipped it in clear coat. What's this yeah. squirrel hair? Squirrel hair. Squirrel hair. Dude, Russian squirrel hair. Man, did Amy make Jesus. that for you? Oh, shout out to Whiskey Eye. It's her birthday today. And Wednesday, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah not Wednesday. Friday. But and when you're listening to this on Friday, send a message to Whiskey Eye and say Happy motherfucking birthday. Make sure you say motherfucking so she knows. Yeah, like the little Wayne, the little Wayne thing. Please send the motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, we're doing all the shoutouts at the end, huh? Yeah, we're switching out there. Well, hang on before we get too too much further. We're almost three years sure. in, dude. Next one, three years. I know, it's crazy, huh? Insane in the membrane. Three years. Only coming out every music, motherfucking Friday. I wish we could play music. I know. Well, I've been playing music anyway. Really? Yeah. I've been shutting up because I didn't know show. that was music. <laughs> Just fucking wait. As soon as it gets to like, the part where I'm like, it's Friday, I'm like, click. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been music every time, and it, maybe it'll get taken down, but we'll see. Um, let's just make sure we don't forget to thank a couple of people that made the show possible. We got Hypnic Jerk Customs out in Sydney, Australia, doing some of the dopest fabrication work. He's got headlights, taillights, jockey shifters, indicator lights, if that's something you're into, and points covers. So he's also got a whole custom section. If there's something that you don't see on the website that you want created, he can make it happen for you. Super good dude. Cam has been a... Long-time homie of the show, and he's been on twice, so make sure you go back and check out his episodes, too. HypnicJerkCustoms.com and HypnicJerkCustoms on Instagram. So, we got the we got the Snapchat going in the background. Next up, we've got... Let's see. He's okay. You can just turn the volume down. It's really easy to do. It's, it's on the left-hand side. It's my first time, for fuck's sake. Still like the Bluetooth. I'm sorry. The garage tour, man. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Now I'm all... Who else we got? We got... We got the homie Steve at you. Deadbeat Customs. Um, the creator of the Deadbeat Retreat, where all low lives go to fucking die. Yes. Um, make sure you go to deadbeatcustoms.com. Check out all the shit he's got. He's got shit for Dino Bros, Chopper Dudes, um, dudes that just like to fucking ride. He's got all the gear, all the helmets. Um, so check him out at deadbeatcustoms.com. Dot com on Instagram and on motherfucking YouTube. And do not forget, when you're buying those fucking deadbeat retreat tickets, use Low Life at checkout to save some money, and that way Steve knows we're still shouting the fuck out. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I'm not sure how many of our sponsors actually listen all the way through to the end and hear these, but uh, we are still doing it. Next up, we got Stay Strong Co., the only man to make a motherfucking custom white tee for your boy that I got on right from motherfucking now. <laughs> 
Fucking love it. Jig life. It's <laughs> jig life, baby. That's right. If I don't wear a white t-shirt, people think I didn't do any work. So, Stay Strong Co., we had him on last week. You get to hear the whole story of how the company got started. John is a super good dude, and he's got some, some great road stories, too. So make sure you're following Stay Strong Co., LLC, on Instagram, and check out staystrongco.com. Next up, we got Steel City Blacksmithing doing some fantastic smithing work. He just made those custom hammers where he teamed up with Pork Choppers Leathers. Uh, It's not, dude, I do this every time. The Traffic Cop, not the Cop Stopper. The way you called it the wrong thing now, and that's like all we can say. No, that's what what mine's called. The Cop Stopper. The Cop Stopper, yeah. (laughs) So the Traffic Cop (laughs) Hammers, he also does custom projects. He just did some twisted, uh, solid twisted steel down tubes for somebody. Crazy. Crazy. Sock. Rhino did the, the blasting on them, and then they got sent out. Dude, it's, they, I haven't they seen that. Phenomenal. Rhino was saying each one of them weighs like 100 pounds. Fucking Imagine, a, it's man. all fucking solid bar Dude. all the way down. So, Steel City Blacksmithing on Instagram. Legend. Um, make sure you're following him. He has always got something in the works. Next up, we got yours truly, Pharaoh Fabrication. If you need a hardtail... I can take care of you. Some custom fabrication work. You need help getting something mounted. Or you've got something like uh, when Rhino came yesterday to get the fins repaired. Cast iron repair on the actual fins. Whatever you got, I can help you get it back together or make it for you. So you can check out the work at Pharaoh Fabrication on Instagram. Or click the link in my bio to go to pharaohfabrication.com if you're too lazy to type the URL in yourself. Make it easy for everybody. And if it's too big for you to send it to me, I can come to you. I got the mobile rig set up, so whatever you need, we can make it happen. And then last but not least, we got the Unicorn Ranch. Conveniently located at the motherfucking Unicorn Ranch in Epping, New Hampshire. Uh, Hit us up for all of your vinyl needs. We can do hats, shirts, koozies, banners, fucking whatever you want. We can make it happen. And hit me up for some motherfucking pinch wrapping. Perfect. All right, so I think we're in a good place to start closing it down. Dano, do you have any closing words for the people? I uh, just appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for talking to me, chilling out, letting me drink beer on a Wednesday, and my wife's cool with it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> no, I, I really do appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And uh, anyone listening, yeah, No Luck Paintworks, <coughs> um, hit me up, whatever you want. I'm still learning this shit, but we can make it, we can make it happen, period. And the best place for people to get in touch with you is Instagram? Instagram, yep. For now, I, I do have noluckpaintworks at gmail.com, but if you oh, message... I just got the email going, too. Oh, yeah. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was wicked hard. It's actually harder than getting an LLC, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. It, it just hit me up on Instagram. That's I check that more often, and uh, yeah, I, I appreciate any interest in any work. Love Good it. on you for saying that, because we never say our email. And then I meet people in real life and like, dude, I don't have social media, so I've been trying to get a hold of you for like two years. Which, again, I still think is the craziest thing because if you know what a podcast is and how to listen to one, but you don't have social media, you're a rare breed. Come from the guy who just deleted fucking 35 accounts. Yeah, that's for privacy reasons. (laughs) That's why why I can't order anything because they just flag it for fraud and I'm like, it's just me. Maybe these guys want like super privacy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to close this one out, I will say if you're trying your hand at paint, and you want to lay some good clear, 
Don't forget to smoke cigarettes and drink some beers. God, I think it's like something about being a queer. <laughs> Can't say that, man. Demonetized. Crap, episode's getting deleted. That's yeah. it. If it's not deleted for the music, it'll get deleted for that. Uh, all right, Loctite. What do you got for these people? Take them into their motherfucking weekend. It's Friday, motherfuckers. If you need your bike painted, No Luck Paintworks will get you right. Or just stop by for that motherfucking garage night.